Hey, and welcome to Successful Comedy Podcast, episode 20. 19. Nope, 20. Oh. I haven't uploaded last week's yet. I'm going to do that today. But it's actually kind of nice to have a buffer a little so bit. So, my life is a lie. My idea yeah. for, for the 20th episode is... Yeah. It's done. Yeah, it'll be, that'll be, right my now I- we're recording episode 20. So, so episode 21. Okay, my idea was to roast each other on the 20th episode. Yeah, she's I a little butthurt that I made fun of her on the on Misha's podcast. No, not butthurt, <laughs> I loved it, it was very funny. But, uh, yeah. No, but even Misha was like, huge man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, cute. Thank you, Misha. You're always being a trooper. Misha's funny. Um, Successful comedy podcast coming <clears throat> to your ears right now. So I have a subject that I would like to talk about. Let's do it. Um, so I, I'm sure I've told you before over the years. Maybe you don't remember specifically, but I I, I spent a lot of time growing up with these two cousins. They're two brothers. Um, and uh, I'm sorry. I think about that Rick and Morty thing, like two brothers that uh, two brothers are in the in the space, oh, yeah, but they're also two brothers and they <laughs> have a very strong bond. Okay, I'm sorry for interrupting. In <laughs> go proceed. <laughs> so. Uh, the older of the two brothers are a year apart. The older one, just a couple of days ago, he uh, is kind of a surprise to all of us. He died of a heroin overdose. Jeez, that's a bummer. Yeah, that kind of kills your joke. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it is really shocking. The bond the was not family. that strong, apparently. No, um, he had a really, really rough life uh, because he has a really crazy mom. And uh, at one point he got with a girl, and I guess she already came with a heroin problem, and that's how he got introduced to it. And she ended up dying of an overdose some years ago. Jeez. And I guess he got better and stuff, but he had been drinking a lot. And then uh, just three days ago or four days ago, um, I don't know who found him, but he was found. And uh, they said it was an overdose. It's before the before the autopsy. I don't know what the autopsy says, but. Uh, yeah. So this happened days ago? Yeah, just a couple days ago. Now, Jeez, how incessant if I'm This on. really bugs me because I... Sp- okay, so basically from the point when I was like, I don't know, in second or third grade or something like that, my mom would drop me off at their house uh, early in the morning because the bus would pick me up for school from, from, from my aunt and uncle's house where my cousins lived. And uh, so every day before and after school, I spent over at their house. So I spent for for years. So a lot of years were spent growing up with these two kids, you know. Mm-hmm. So I know them very well. And uh, well, I guess after I moved to the Netherlands, I stopped knowing them so well anymore, like the rest of my family. And Did they already do heroin when you were still there? No, and that's that's one of the really really shocking things about it for me because, okay, my mom says that he is the 80th person in his class, his graduating class, to die. Of drug overdose. 80th? Uh-huh. Like 8-0? 8-0. 0 kids of that class have yeah. died from a heroin overdose? So in high school, there's four years, you know? So in any given high school, there are four years of students there. So his year, he is the 80th. In just his year. Yeah, There's but three the... other years in there. Um, and this is in Plainfields, so, Illinois? Yeah, this is the exact same high school I went to. When I went to that high school... Drugs were not an issue at all. I think there were a couple stoner kids. And that's it. Now, they are only a few years younger than me. 
So in those few years between me graduating and them starting high school, that place became known as Heroin High. What the fuck? Yeah. The place is full of junky kids, and the teachers just have to teach them. It's a regular school. When I went there, that was... I came from Joliet, Illinois, which is kind of a ghetto town, and really ghetto schools. I mean, the junior high I went to had fucking garbage bags on some of the windows because kids broke the windows and they didn't have the money to replace the windows right away. You know, like this kind of shit. Like Freedom this, writers kind of This shit. kind of really fucking poor school, yeah. yeah. And then my family moved to the neighboring town, which had much better school district, and our school and my, my junior high had windows. So I got to finish up my junior high years in a very nice school, and then I moved to high school, and that was a very nice school with a very good football team and cheerleaders and da-da-da, and, and I'm not saying it's a white school. It was a mix of, it was a diverse mix of everybody, and mm-hmm. it was just a nicer school and with, with better funding, yeah, better teachers, and, and the schools in Joliet had metal detectors and police dogs and shit like that, and ours did not. You know, it says a lot. When I went there, I was like, ooh la la, fucking fancy school, because uh, uh, to me it just seemed, had like an air of fakeness to it, like all the people, was like ooh these little la. rich fucking kids and shit like that, fuck these kids. I hated them, and I hated that school. <clears throat> but now, now here's the thing, when I moved away, I always had it in my head, well, it, it is how it is for anything that you remember that you haven't been to in a long time, it's like, you remember your high school as it was when you were there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and mm-hmm. it will remain that way. It'll remain that way. It'll remain in your head as that that way. And the teachers you had will look exactly how they did when you remember them and stuff like that. But now, for me, it's a lot different. You <laughs> Suddenly, see just like, zombies Yeah, I imagine like a post-apocalyptic kind of scenario going on there. It kind of sounds like it is if, if 80 people from one certain graduating class yeah. have died from yeah. an overdose. Yeah. This is What's heavy next? shit. So... My uncle, his dad, is just drinking himself to oblivion now. I mean, he's just done. Um, he named him after him, so that's a, I guess, a little extra heaviness or something. It's just fucked um, up. And you know, I, I couldn't imagine what it's like having to bury your child. You know, like mm-hmm. fuck. And, and he was From heroin like, overdose. He was only like twenty six, twenty seven, something like that. Not that much younger than me, and. um... He, uh, yeah, my uncle is really distraught over it, and I'm actually really worried about what he's going to do, you know? Like, I'm not sure if he's going to do anything drastic or not or what, you know, I really mm. don't know. Damn. It's pretty heavy shit. Pretty heavy subject. Yeah. But it's real. Yeah, so it was, I, I didn't, I, I, my mom was trying to message me Friday morning at like three in the morning. She just messaged me like, hey, and at like 6 o'clock I got the message and I saw she was still active. So I was like, what? And I woke up for work, you know, and I was like, what's up? And she's like, what time is it there? I'm like, 6.30 in the morning, I'm getting ready for work. She's like, oh, message me after work. I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. And I was already thinking, like, something's wrong. And the day before that, so weird, I was at the store and I was just thinking about my cousin out of nowhere. At this point, I had no signs that anything was wrong or anything like that. I was just thinking about him out of nowhere. I was thinking, like, how does somebody get into get into hard drugs in a town like that. Like, where the fuck do you find that? Mm-hmm. Like, where the hell do you find that shit? Like, that's such a strange thing to get into, you know? Like, that's that's basically what I was thinking. Like, I wonder how he's doing. I should ask his brother. That's what I thought. And the very next day, I get a message from my mom in the afternoon that he died. Damn. 
Yeah. That's scary. That was so fucking weird. And this shit like that's happened to me more than once. I'm not trying to claim that I'm psychic or anything no, like that. No, shit happens think, to me all the time, I think too. everybody kind of has this a little bit. Yeah, These dude. weird coincidences, they come by many times in your life. So many times in the restaurant, my dad and I are talking about a certain customer, mm-hmm. a random one. And then five seconds later, they walk in or some or that day they call well, to make a reservation. Shit like that. Yeah. But this is a whole new level. Uh, yeah, this is really fucking crazy. And, and uh... So I find out about it in, on Friday evening, and I'm like, oh, wow, holy shit, that's crazy. And then I end up watching a documentary, which we'll get into later. And, and I was sad about it, like, oh, fuck. I just started remembering little things about him here and there. And then I'm like, okay, well, it's I got to the work tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, when, when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, shit, that's crazy. Whoa, better watch this documentary. <laughs> you know, it was, it, I kind of dismissed yeah. it at first. Next day, I woke up in the morning to cry my eyes out. Like yeah. really losing my shit. I took yeah. a shower and then I was I well I took a sh- I woke up and I took a shower and everything. I was preparing coffee and and then I just like after I started the coffee up and I was like ready for the day. I just like collapsed into bed and started crying like Aww. fuck man like. Was I your girl it. home? Yeah, she was there. She Aww. was like she's like I know you don't want to work, honey. I know. She's like I know you hate work and I was like it's not work. <laughs> she thought I was crying because I had to go to work Aww. on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> Just like literally legit tears, because, like having to work on a Saturday. Because that happens more often, apparently. Or I have to work all the fucking time, and it's really. But really... have you ever cried because you had to go? To work? No, never once. So I was just uh. like, "What the hell?" Like you think that like now I'm just finally losing it over, over there. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> but no, no, it's it's it, that's fine. It was just I had already said yes to doing that work, <laughs> so I couldn't cancel at six in the morning. No. It's a it was a big job. So, but then. I'm biking to work crying. I get to the workshop and I'm alone. So my boss isn't there or anything. I get to the workshop. I have a coffee. I'm sitting there crying. I go, oh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> I have to install some floor. <laughs> and then I get to the house uh, by myself again. And I'm walking around the house looking at the things that need to be done. And I made that circle like five times. Just like couldn't concentrate and shit. And finally I'm like, all right, let's do this. You know? And, uh... Yes, and and I'll, and I'll confess too. For the first time in my entire career at that job, I smoked a joint before work, and it really did help. Mm-hmm. It really did help. It helped me be able to like not start bawling and shit like that, and just like focus on the job. Instead. But you you were alone the whole day. No, no. A few hours later, he showed up and uh, we finished it together. But I got to say, like in the last couple hours of the workday, when the high was really fading. It was starting to come back again, and I was like starting to get slower at the job and everything, not being able to focus and shit. And then I got home and I just went straight to bed and just started playing video games. And, oh, I thought and you said you went, to cr- you went to cry again. No, no, I'm pretty much done with that now, I guess. I don't know. But it does, it really does, yeah, it, I'm done with it. But that's because, like, this isn't going to go any further for me. I'm not going to get to see my family and talk with them. I'm not going to see the funeral. You know, there's there's no more opportunities for me to really bring this up. So it... So it, it, it'll happen again, I'm sure, eventually, like, if I'm really thinking about it around the anniversary or on his birthday or something like that. But, you know, it's like, I'm so far removed from it. And that actually really bothers me now. It's like, this is the first time it's actually bugged the hell out of me. It's like, fuck, my family's going through this thing. Someone who's really close to me passed away. And I'm all the way over here and there's nothing I can do about it. No, you, you can't know? just hop over. I can't pop over and give them a hug and, 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 and you know, see his brother and be at the funeral and shit like that. I can't do any of that shit. That really sucks. So for the first time, that's that's been it. You know, and, and it's... 
I think it's also just because of, of, of that it was him who died. Mm-hmm. Quite young. You're not supposed to die at that age, you know? No, of course. You're also not supposed to be doing heroin. Yeah. Kids, yeah. don't do heroin. Don't do heroin, please. If you're in Joliet or Plainfield, Illinois, put down the needle, man. Pick up the bong. <laughs> Seriously. But that shit's got me worried, though. That shit's got me really fucking worried. Like, <clears throat> like I wonder what other of my friends still live in Julia and haven't gotten into heroin. Or tried it. I have a few friends that just, like, they've gone off the deep end for sure. And they're not going to tell you straight up what's going on on their Facebook wall. No. But with a little context like this, it's easier to guess. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's, it's really freaky. Like, I had no idea... You know, Plainfield was the fancy place that I came from. Joliet was a hellhole. Hell hole. Now Plainfield's also like that. You know? And Joliet's also still like that? Sure. Yeah. Not gentrified? No. <clears throat> hell no. There's no way. No. There's no money there. At all. That's what I really like about the Netherlands. Like, drugs like that is not really an issue here. Yeah, that's that's another reason why it was so shocking for me. That's what I was trying to say to my mom. I was like, I was like, you know, you were worried about me moving here. Like, thought this was like drug heaven and shit like that. But if if one person dies of heroin in Amsterdam, this city would be freaking out. Yeah, like, and they if put one up person, signs all over yeah, the city. Yeah, the city freaks shit. the fuck out. When one person dies of a, of a bizarre hard drug, they really freak... And they do something about it. Like, and... And I was like, I was like, and before you start making first guesses on what they do about it, our prisons are empty. <laughs> they fucking rehab people. My mom was like, you know, that's why I put uh, my my brother and two little sisters. That she put them through like a uh, private Catholic schools. Mm-hmm. She's like, I put them through private schools so they don't have to get involved in shit like this, like heroin addict kids and stuff. Oh, so they only had to be worried about uh, priest dick. Yeah, it's not really. <laughs> You know, that's not, that's no, not that's every very, fucking church, you know what I mean? It's like, it's it was not, a great job, but a very bad delivery. It's bad timing. It's, it's not every fucking priest, you know, it really isn't. That's a, but really a lot. Sure, but you shouldn't so distrust in, in every religious school and shit like that, because it's, it's really not. I am it's a little like bit this, against religious schools, to be honest. It's also like the transphobic movements are a lot smaller than the pro-trans people make it out to be as well it really is oh, oh this took a weird turn sure um i'm saying that a lot of these movements and stuff are not as big as they're made to be made to seem so my mom pointed something out that she's thankful that the school she put my brother and sisters through has a zero tolerance drug policy and drug testing random drug screening mm-hmm. and my first thought of this was like, you know, Big Brother is watching. Little fucking creepy. You know mm. what I mean? One kid blows a joint once, gets caught, and you're expelled from school, ruin your life and shit like that because he blew a joint. Like, come on. Yeah. That's a little. That's a little bit harsh. And you know, that's zero tolerance drug policy. And I asked my mom, what the hell is that gonna do for a kid who does heroin? Okay, so you got the heroin addict out of school, and so therefore the rest of the kids aren't affected by it anymore, and that's good. But what about that kid you just expelled from school? Yeah. He's having, he obviously has a rough life. People with good lives and stuff don't just say like, "Hey, I'll try some smack now." Yeah, they're, they're, you know, it's not gonna be their next logical step. Those people have horrible home lives, most likely, and then you just expelled them from school, which is probably gonna get their ass beat by their probably addict parents. You know what I mean? Like they're gonna get their ass beat because of that shit, because it's paid private schools and stuff like that. 
So the, to me, it's like I was like that. This doesn't seem like it's creating a safe environment for the people who are actually affected by it. Mm-hmm. Like you're protecting the kids who shouldn't be exposed to it, but what about the kid that already is exposed to it? You know, like you just like got him kicked out of school and and got him in a lot of trouble. You know, and my mom didn't really have anything. She said, "I have to assume that they have some sort of therapy program for them." I was like, "But they expelled them zero tolerance." What part of that is that they also like keep them involved with the school with some therapy program, but they can also never come back to school. Yeah. No, you're just done. You're just gone. Probably, uh, and th- and then the rumor spreads throughout all the church community as well that you got that junkie kid, and the, and they're they're not going to get any therapy from the the school's not going to do a damn thing to help you. No, no way. No, no way. Show. Absolutely not. Um, the reason why they have drug testing at that school is because of something that happened while I was still in America. Um, it's a private school, the Joliet Catholic Academy. It's actually a really good school. And a lot of like good football players have come from there and stuff. And it's it's a good school to have on your transcripts before you go to college, for sure. Yeah. Um. Well, the Joliet Hilltoppers. Is the, name of, is the, name, the Hilltoppers is the name of their, their football team. The Hilltoppers. Sorry. Yeah. What's, Hilltoppers, like the people that get to the top of the hill, like the climb. There's there's a hill in Joliet, by the way. But at the what? top of it is a shrine. Is that the name of of like some? Sports team? Yeah. It's the Joliet Hilltoppers. It's it's the Catholic football team for the Joliet Catholic Academy. I don't know why that's so funny to me. I think that the whole thing is stupid and stuff, but I don't understand why that's so funny. Like, I don't don't think it's a cool name and I'm not defending them. I just, I don't get why you're crying laughing at that. I mean, the Dutch language has way sillier sounding words and shit than Hilltopper. What what sport did you say was again? Huh? What sport again? Football. Oh, football. <laughs> Sorry, this is I don't know why this is so funny. To I me. don't know either. I don't understand. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. I it's guess. Just, <laughs> it's just the most. I'll try it out on stage. It's the most. <laughs> just walk on hilltopper. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if I'm in the in the audience, you're done. Yeah. No, but um, seriously, I have never heard a dorkier sports team name than the, the Joliet Hilltoppers. Really? It's not worse than the Go Ahead Eagles? No. <laughs> really? Go Ahead Eagles is probably the worst sports team name I've ever heard in my entire life. I disagree because the Eagles go is a word. E- Eagles is fine. Go Ahead, Eagles. What is Go Ahead for? Go Ahead means like... Oh, you wanna you wanna try riding my bike? Go ahead. It's it's what is that? What like, what uh, city is it? The Go Ahead Eagles. Yeah. Uh, I think that's somewhere north of the Netherlands. I don't oh, know exactly. Oh, this is a Dutch name. Yeah, that's nah, the you Dutch. Can, you can. Oh, you can't. No, no, apples and oranges, right? No, but seriously, it's I... in English. <laughs> the yeah, Go Ahead Eagles. <laughs> it's a Dutch team. <laughs> I thought it was an American team. No, it's a fucking dumbass team name for a fo- for a Dutch football team. Oh man, it's way worse than Hilltoppers. Yeah, Dutch. Go ahead, Eagles. European I think football. there's a. I think it's go ahead exclamation point Eagles. <laughs> like go ahead, Eagles. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Look that shit up. And I think when you're the go ahead Eagles. Their team name is abbreviated. Go ahead, Eagles. It's abbreviated to G A E. So it's like gay. Thomas Verheid, Martin Powell. Yeah, there they are. Ist van Bucks. 
Richard van der Venne, Bruno Andrade. Well, the, where are they from? Where's the team? Yeah, that's a good... Oh, this guy's not ugly. Anyways, go ahead, eat Pineapple Express. Nee, go ahead, Eagles. Oh, the 8th of March, they scored 1-0 to FC Volendam. But what city is the Go Ahead Eagles? Yeah. Waar komt Go Ahead Eagles vandaan? Oh, uh, it's on English. Let me just... Uh, anyway, Eddie, rest in peace, dude. Deventer. Deventer. And There that's you go. in Overijssel, so in the east. East. North, northern eastern farmers market. So I wasn't completely inaccurate. I'm happy with that. Yeah, that's a new. Um, no. um, yeah. Yes. So. Rest in peace, dude. <laughs> yeah, one like, one prayer, etc. And yeah, my condolences, yeah, though. Thoughts and prayers and to myself. Funny. It sucks. It's got me thinking about death a lot this week. <sighs> I started thinking about, like, God damn it, this is where it begins, isn't it? Like, all of my family members are just going to slowly drop off one by one. Yeah. <laughs> like some... Yeah. Yeah. And you're not there to no. see the decay. No. To see the fade out. Watch. I want to watch. Well, why did you leave the country then? <laughs> well, I didn't think about it then. When you're young, you think about you're immortal. You know, no one's ever gonna die. And I was just like, oh man, I'm missing out on some good death. You sure are. Mm-hmm. No, but in all in all seriousness, this is tragic. I have some funny ass memories with that kid. Really funny ones. Uh, for example, uh, we uh, the three of us, I think, probably discovered pornography all at the same time. Yeah. And that is because we used to run around together in that house, at my aunt and uncle's house, and we went under his bed and found a Playboy. Oh, shit. Bam! So we ran that shit out to the backyard, built a fort, hid it in the fort, And we had this fort where we would all go together and look at it as if we were all reading a holy scripture. <laughs> Seriously. We would all go check it Them out all the time. boys are so weird. I know, right? It was hidden underneath a rock outside in the rain. So it would get wet and gross. It wouldn't matter. It's still good. You could still see the boobs. <laughs> How old were you? Young. Very young. Like eight or? Maybe something like that. So you want to see boobs, but you're not entirely sure why. Well, I think it's once you find the magazine, like, as a little kid, you already know that there are things that you're not supposed to see. Yeah. And there are, you hear about Playboy existing and dirty magazines existing and stuff, you hear about it. And then, then your curiosity is peaked. Like, what is this forbidden knowledge I'm not <laughs> supposed to know? Yeah. And then guess what? When you, as a boy of any age, see titties and pussy, you're interested You're hooked. That's it. Like yeah. <laughs> that's it. Like you're just hooked. It's like, oh, this is the thing that I'm not supposed to look at, but I am looking at it, so I want to understand it, so I look at it more. Oh, it's very normal. Well, I see. It's about the same as when you guys take a mirror to your vagina. 
<laughs> we do that. You do do that. We do. I remember that little dude could not read. <laughs> he was dyslexic or something like that. He had bad time reading. I've seen him reading out loud before, and it was just, like, really painful to watch. Like, someone <laughs> was a little bit too old to be sounding words out and shit. Like, ah, 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 ah. Apple, apple, uh, like really, <laughs> really like this. It was uh, hard to watch. And let's see, what else? Oh, yeah. One other really weird little thing about him. Whenever you would, like, have a conversation with him, I don't know if he did it throughout his whole life, but he did when he was a kid. I remember it very specifically. Whenever he would make a statement back to you or reply back to you, uh, he would whisper it again back to himself. Okay. What? What I think mean? it might be some sort of OCD type tick, so it would be like, yeah, uh, flip to page 36. Flip to page 36. It's kind of And you can tell he's doing it very internally, like it's yeah. for himself. He's not like repeating it again to you really <laughs> quietly. He was just like making sure he said it right or re-rehearsing it out loud or something. Could not stop himself from doing it, so it would let me believe it's a compulsive behavior, yeah. an obsessive compulsive behavior, which is something that is also common with, with people who have addictive personalities, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I think that was one of his tics. Yes, I see. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, in his adult life, like once I had moved to the Netherlands, I didn't hear from him a lot. Every once in a while he would Facebook message call me facebook call me mm-hmm. usually drunk and driving oh like shit like this yeah he's a real fuck up unfortunately like i don't want to talk bad about him but it is what he is you know he is what he was or he was, was what he was yeah. you know like that's it, he was a fuck up and he had a lot of pain and was doing a lot of drugs and drinking to cover it up and stuff and i don't want to get into too much about what it is that was his early life and his life with his parents and stuff like that. I'll tell you that shit off podcast because I think you would be like, whoa. Uh, but there is a reason why he ended up the way he did, you know. And, and there are most most of the time there is. His brother had said to me that like at least he's not feeling pain anymore because that's I know that what what the problem was that he yeah. just had a lot of fucking pain that he was not able to escape. Yeah. That's it, and now at least that's over, you know. And uh, yeah, it's a really fucked up story, but. Mm. It's a very nice uh, beginning of the podcast. Like successful comedy podcast. Successful and comedy mm-hmm. in the podcast. Indeed. What are you smoking? Oh, yeah. Uh, the ends of your joints in this ashtray. Okay. <laughs> so you tell me. <laughs> I got a bunch of weed. I yeah. got. Uh, I went to one of those coffee shops that just has the word coffee shop in front of the door. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the name of the coffee shop is. It is well, me. hand me a bag. Let me see. What is it? Your hands are atrocious. No, this is permanent staining. Oh. It's not dirt or anything like this. I, I, I had done some woodworking and stain, and I've showered twice since then. It just stays on your fingers. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come off either. So, like, I'm not going to, like, if I touch this, it's not going to, it's just permanent. That sucks. It makes, if you look at it in the right light, it's purple. My fingers turn purple. <laughs> Purple magic. It's just stain. This weed is called C. C. Yeah, it's weed type C. Which coffee shop was this? I just told you. It was one of those coffee shops. But where, I mean. Oh, where? It's, uh, you know that Albert Heijn at the beginning of the Spaardammerstraat? 
at the side of yeah. the eye. Yeah, uh, um, on the Westerdox area. Yeah, 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 yeah I know one. what you mean. That coffee shop, yeah. Yeah, I just I was just actually working across the street from that in all those new big buildings that are over there. Really? Yeah, all those. It's like still a construction zone basically, and the roads aren't finished. But there's a bunch of tall apartment complexes going in. They're yupping it up. Shit's fancy. Yeah, they're yupping it up. Shit is fancy, marble tile everywhere, kind of fancy, like crazy, crazy spacious. I was at the top floor of one of the tallest buildings over there, putting in a floor, and it was holy shit, rooftop terrace. It was still winter, and it was really cold and snowy out there, and the rooftop terrace wasn't finished being built, so you could fall off the roof and die and shit. It was, so it was also Did kind of cool. Did you think about it? No, yeah, I think about it like, you know what? You know what? Fuck your property value. Yeah. <laughs> Just to kill yourself to make a point. I'm going to leave a note in my own blood on the roof first, and then... <laughs> no. Um, but the other... Last week... I was putting in a floor at a place that, honestly, made me want to leave this country. Yeah? Super rich young people. The husband... Like, young... Ha- your age. Like, haven't been saving for many years to achieve this. Got a super high-paying job in the past couple years and is now buying a fucking 400-square-meter apartment directly across the street with a balcony overlooking the fucking zoo the fuck? You're sitting there watching caribou and shit running around on their balcony. And the tigers and panthers and shit like that. You can hear like... You got the zoo. So they can hear... Massive multi-level apartment. I mean huge. Their kitchen was the size of your apartment. Just the kitchen area. (laughs) Just just the cooking zone. You know? And and all of the lights. Talk about you don't have any lights and shit like that. Their lights were the kind that were recessed into the wall. Into the wall, yeah. And and they have a fader switch. And you can fade them all different things. And oh my god. Two ovens. Massive American style refrigerator built into the wall and stuff. And and just just multi-leveled everywhere. Like huge thing. And not only did they have that balcony overlooking that. In the back... In the inside ring of the building, they have their own private zone there, too, and everything, you know? Husband, away on business all the fucking time, mostly in Italy. So, probably just fucking models all the time. Wife, here, doesn't have a job, gets to take care of the kid all day in her massive dream home in the city center. And I'm some fuck putting in the floor for 15 bucks an hour. You know, it was, it really, really pissed me off. Like, I had a long day, and then we had to go make a delivery of the wood into that apartment because we are going to put the floor in the next, the following week. And I walked into that apartment, and I was like, are you serious? I, like, looked out the balcony, and there was, like, antelope. <laughs> I was like, are you... And I was, I was actually very, very upset. And John was like, what's your problem? My boss was like, what the hell is your problem? And I was just, I just explained to him, like, I just, I cannot believe this. Like, I just, I, I, like, I have to, after this, like, first of all, I'm working later than I should be. I should be heading home to go so I can go do groceries to make dinner because I have to go to bed in five hours to be doing this again. And I'm in somebody's house that's about, I can fit ten of my house in, you know, and I have to hurry up and get this done because they got to have their floor in next week. And it's just, like, that really bothers me. It shouldn't, but it does. And he had explained to me that, like, those people aren't happy. That is very true. He had to explain it to me that those people aren't happy. And, but, but... And, and that, you know, for them, that's, that's not a destination, you know? That's, like, a stage in their life, and they're trying to get higher and higher than that. And I, my thought was just, like, if you're trying to tell me to be happy with what I have, 
I don't have a lot to be very happy about, so that kind of talk isn't really going to be working for me. Like, okay, yeah, I have my health. You have love. love. (laughs) I have my health. I have love. I have. But like, tell you what though, if I had, uh, if I had this, uh, if I had my health and I had love, and then I also had that apartment, I would be very, very happy. (laughs) I would be a lot happier than the people that are in there and that are unhappy because they just have the wrong perspective on it. That's all it is. All they got to do is change their perspective, and they can be a million times happier than me. So no. Just because they have that apartment and aren't happy does not make me feel better. It actually makes me feel even worse that these people have something so badass and they don't even appreciate it. I get mm-hmm. to walk in and deliver wood onto their floor and walk out, and I appreciate it more than the people who are living there and the spoiled brat that's going to be raised there. Yeah. And not know what it's like to actually like want, you know, and like mm-hmm. want to have that video game, but the parents can't afford it or something like that. You know, they, they won't be able to know that. They're just going to have everything. And he's and probably going to uh, die from a heroin overdose. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the shit is just so fucking unbelievable yeah, to me. Like, yeah, the, I, I the apartments imagine. that are in this place, it's it's sometimes it's just it, it makes my blood boil yeah. and it makes me not want to do this work anymore. You see how the better half lives. In the next couple months, I'll be stopping. Okay, good for you. Yeah. Because it's uh, not your thing, man. Yeah, I need um I want to pick up more web design clients <clears throat> and just start doing that full time. Yeah. So if you know anybody <laughs> who wants web website, design. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to full time it now, so it won't be just some. Ah, I'll do it when I got time, you know. So it'll be. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Be approaching it more professionally. You gotta make business cards. Yeah, that's yeah, it's common. I because of this shit, I literally have no time to do anything with my business. I started it in November, and I've had no time to even build my own website for it and stuff mm-hmm. because of. Uh, since I started, since November, since I got legal, my work has tripled. But work for him. I started a business in web design, and then I've done. A hundred invoices in floor laying. <laughs> it's going to look really weird when, when I'm doing my taxes. They're like, I thought you were a web design company. I'm probably going to have to add an extra function to my business so I can legally continue doing this. Yeah. It's crazy. It's really... It is. Yeah. Carpentry. Yeah, carpentry. But did you see the thing I made yesterday? I don't know if maybe you saw on Facebook. No. Well, I made an LP holder... That holds the sleeve of the record that's playing right now. Okay, cool. You know, and and it's made out of very nice wood, nice angles and stuff. And uh, here, I'll actually, I will show it to you. I have it right here in my photos. And all of you listening at home can listen to us describe it. Which How be, exciting. Uh, here. Mm-hmm. Bitch, open. Bitch, open. There it is made out of solid oak planks that I glued together in five layers and then I cut away diagonally to reveal the layers and then I stained it a really dark stain which is evident on my hands and then I oiled it with a hard wax oil looks cool man and uh, that's how it holds LPs boom 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 it looks fantastic in my yeah. opinion it's a nice I little think thing. maybe you should like do something in the front like a like a weapon you know like an emblem of a weapon well my original family. idea was to etch in <clears throat> etch in like uh, now playing or now spinning or something like that or that's lame no it's not <laughs> it should be something you should now see playing. you should see people uh, what people pay for these things yeah but you should make your, like your logo on there. That's what I. I don't mean. have a logo. No, so what the hell do you, you mean? No, but if you want to sell them. And you just said something like family weapon, like our family insignia. I don't know what the hell you think my family comes from that we have our own <laughs> insignia. 
<laughs> Fucking Europeans, man. Seriously. <laughs> they don't know what broke means. <laughs> I mean, they don't really know what broke means. <laughs> like, have you ever been so broke that you don't even remember your family insignia? <laughs> <laughs> They couldn't afford their maid anymore, so they had to cook the dinner themselves. Can you believe it? Oh my god. Well, the gardener had to How do did it. they survive? I don't know. You don't like mango? I'm okay on the mango. I'm more into the junk. In the trunk. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna roll a J. Yay! I, the, the cheese was one of the one weed I had. I also have this... Outdoor, I don't know what it is, from Outdoor, the Republic. I don't know, the Republic. Republic. The Rape, <laughs> the Rape Republic. The, the Rape Poo, the poo that rapes people. The Rape and Poo. The Fight and Poo Rape. That's cool. I have a little bit of weed, actually, and I think... I left it upstairs. That is inconvenience. No, it isn't, because I can just run upstairs and grab it, and nah. you can keep the podcast rolling for a Ooh, minute. Oh, so I get to monologue. Yeah, I you, can, you can monologue. Alone at last. Uh, uh, so I will. You know, you can feel free to record segments yourself and give them to me, and I can patch them in. Yeah, but uh, that's my... You should have done that in Tunisia. Right? You really should have done that in Tunisia. I just an audio recorder app on your phone, the the basic sound recorder app is fine. I didn't. I didn't. I, he's like, I didn't. I'll tell you what I didn't do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it many times, but I was like, man. You want to know what I didn't do? That. Yeah, that. The place where I went was there. Uh, I am going to be right back. I'll be back. I'll be black. I'll be white black. Okay. <laughs> Easy there. Oh yeah, by the way, I heard your neighbors fucking when I was coming in here, so I just stopped and put my ear to the door for a while, because they were like playfully fucking, like, stop, stop it, oh my god, that hurts, don't do that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, which, yeah he, he must have been, he must have been, this, the ones right here on this corner directly outside your door, and I don't know, she sounded like a tiny little Spanish girl or Italian girl or something like that, uh, something like that, he was, he was nailing her to this wall right here at the door, like, right there, like, where, where your plug is in the kitchen, he must have had her face right there, because it was like she was screaming in my ear when I put my ear to the door she was right there I was like alright I'm listening to some fucking happen like literally like 50 centimeters away from me <laughs> like they think they're alone but I'm totally right here and then at one point like I heard an ass slap and then she went ah and then she ran across the room and he chased after her and then I can hear them further in the room and I was like, I was like okay that's enough of that shit I'm gonna... and then I rang your doorbell <laughs> so that's why you were late yeah <laughs> standing up for 45 minutes yeah Okay, bye. Now let's just take a moment here to appreciate the fact that I won't be interrupted for the coming minutes. That hardly ever happens. Right now I'm rolling a joint from this cheese I bought at this uh, shady kind of coffee shop on the west uh, part, upper west part of the center of Amsterdam, near where I work, behind the bar. Speaking of work, let me tell you what uh, went down in the venue I worked at last uh, weekend. 
on Friday there was this uh, slam poetry night called Soul Food Poetry and it's very 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 popular very popular a little bit too popular for my liking when we are scheduled with just one bar person which was yours truly fuck's sakes it's very busy but it's very funny to see all these people do their poems and uh, get drunk. There are a lot of people from the UK flying over for that evening. Let me just check something out real quick. No, I went just to check into the people if Steve was still listening to it because apparently he likes listening from doors to other people as he just described. And now you hear the grinding of the weed in the grinder. I always uh, pitch in a little bit of tobacco in the grinder. If that's your thing. Helps burn uh, in the joint. Ah, fuck, he's already back. Ugh, my moment to shine is over, ladies and gentlemen. Bye. Up, hey. That was quick. Yeah, I didn't have to go that far, you know. <laughs> Your cape just fall over my face <laughs> as you walk by. Oh, sorry. It just like billowed into my face. Like, whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's probably not clean either, so. <laughs> so, what were you guys talking about? We were just talking about uh, <laughs> stop them, tell him. Okay, we were talking about nothing. Hmm. No, I was just I was talking about rolling a joint <laughs> and hmm. about uh, these nights in uh, Volta I had uh, hmm. these past nights. Well, please on do Friday, go on. On Friday over. I had the slam poetry night. It was very busy. Oh, slam poetry, huh? <laughs> You're slammed at the slam poetry. Yeah. Evening. Was it slamming? Was it poetic? I guess. Was justice served? It will never be my thing, but it yeah. was uh, it was all right. And it really was International Women's thing. Day on Friday, so that was a whole thing. So that's a thing. There were a lot of people one. from uh, the UK that that fly over. That that show is very popular in the UK, and they decided to also do some editions in Amsterdam and other cities. Uh-huh. And a lot of their true fans, their trashy English fans, they follow them around so Jesus. and on friday there were a lot of trashy i think english people call them chaffs okay like really white trash people like women with thick layers of makeup and, and but for slam poetry yeah okay yeah yeah it was kind of weird because that never happened before actually anyways that happens <laughs> there was a lot of shit going on is there like a name for them like you know, like, because they have, like, for example, they, they have nicknames for the kind of, you know, the the girls for rockers are called groupies. Um, the prostitutes that hang around uh, truck stops and stuff, those are called lot lizards. There's, uh, uh there's, um... I don't know about all that. In, for, in the skiing culture, like, chicks you can pick up while skiing, those are snow bunnies. Skiing culture? Yeah, you know, the people that go skiing a lot. You go on a skiing vacation and you pick up some hot chick who's also skiing. That's a ski bunny. Or slope bunnies or something like that. Slope bunny. I and love then, the word slope. It, looks, and then it sounds a bit dirty. 
there has to be one for this as well. Like for for the groupies that and the hangers on of like the traveling slam poet. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, about slammers. That. <laughs> no, I think that the trashy people that came, they were friends with this very trashy white trash Haiku singer honeys. singer one woman. They were her friends, her girlfriends. Oh. And there, there was seriously a girl yesterday that looked like our former roommate. Slam sluts. She she was the slut of our former roommate. Yeah, like... Oh, the, the one with all the tattoos? And, yeah, and, and the... giant <laughs> gums. The giant gums and, and the, the... And the coke and the cigarettes. And okay. the pierced everything. Yeah. Anyways, there was one girl that looked like her, but it, it, with the white trash, uh, thick makeup, uh, Gucci bag thing. And at first I thought it was a drag queen, but it was a real woman. <laughs> and she was very bitchy at me. Yesterday, oh no, not yesterday, Friday. Probably because people called, think she's a drag queen. No, listen, I got called a fat bitch by one of those uh, trashy English trolls because they're very small. Very, that is very, really mean. And no, you I You are was, not a bitch. <laughs> that's a that's a classic. <laughs> We're gearing up for next week. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. That it, was a good one, actually. It was good. But I replied with, I am not a fat bitch, I am THE fat bitch, and you need to get the fuck out right now, <laughs> because I don't tolerate that, she was I am very the drunk. fat bitch. You wanna go to Tuna Town? <laughs> <laughs> Sit on your face. Oh my god, have you seen that video of the, it's like the amateur pro wrestlers, females? This oh my god, give give me your phone and open up YouTube so I can so I can type this in. I have to show you this. You really reminded me of this, and then go back to your story right afterwards. I swear, but but Don't this is this is just really like this is good content. Of course, it's there. Okay. Pulled out a dirty tampon. And pulled out a tampon. Pretty quick too. Yoink. <laughs> Ew, and no, I don't want to watch that. Ew, she put it in her mouth. So it's like a pro wrestling thing, and the the girl, she reaches in her crotch and says, "Do you want to taste the tuna?" <laughs> <laughs> you want to taste the tuna? <laughs> She's like, really? <laughs> this, ladies and gentlemen, sounds like bipolar. But I don't want to watch it again. Get that fuck away from me. She seems like a cool chick. Oh, <laughs> That explains your uh, choice. She seems like a really cool chick. Uh, can I ask you something? Sure. Do you... Is it... I want to... Uh, I'm... Is it actually possible to yank a tampon out of you that fast? 
Well, you saw it. I mean, what did what <laughs> yeah, you... Yeah, but well, no, I'm kind of calling Nans on it a little bit. Like, it's, first no, of all, it's a fake. Of course, again, it's not It's a fake, and it's not actually in her pussy. It's just on her crotch. And she pretended like she was digging and digging and digging and digging. And they went like this. I think that my guess is that I don't think you can be wrestling and doing all that shit with a full tampon in you and stuff like that. Of course, I think you, you still totally could. I guess, but I think I I have my feeling is that it wasn't actually in. Why her, does it, wasn't it matter? Real. I mean, that's not the point. Well, of because the... I think that if you were to take somebody's dirty tampon out of, or take your dirty tampon out of your pussy and put it in somebody's mouth, you can go to jail for that. That's why. Oh, so maybe it's. Uh, that's why it's I'm a saying it's that. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like, cause it just doesn't seem legal to me. There's a lot of people watching. That was an event. It wasn't like something that happened in a back alley. <laughs> it was. It was an, a paid event. So, that's why I was thinking it might be fake. And that's why I was asking like, is it actually possible to to yank one of those fucking things out of there with such a velocity? Well, like at you're that pulling angle, one of those party popper things or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of hurts if you would yank it like that. But right, I'd imagine like it's not smooth. It's no. cotton and stuff, and so it kind the, of the, the bottom of the vagina hole yeah. is not it's not a shaft. It's yeah, it's like it's, a cave, and then on the other side of the cave is a wall. So it's 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 like this. But I mean, like, at the, at the very end, at the opening, it's it's not open. It's closed. So yeah, if you would yank it, you would like yeah yank it. You're kicking the door and open. And you also could, <laughs> you're kicking the yeah, door open basically. from the inside. Oh, FBI! From That's the inside, they, yeah. from the inside. And and the, also you could also <laughs> yank the, the 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 rope out and leave the tampon in there and then you can get it out anymore. I had I had a really great idea a couple of years back. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I had that happen to me before. <laughs> no, no, no. But I had a really great idea a couple of years back. You know how okay women are usually like if you see a chick and she's in her bikini on the beach and stuff and. But then you can see the tampon string just kind of found its way out. Oh, no. And so that's embarrassing, right? So then I was thinking, like, what about novelty tampon strings? We're talking the um, rat tail. Like, um, like you know what I mean? Like, they would be, like, like the string would be, uh, you know, the, the pole chain from the little lamps? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the little... <laughs> Yeah. Like a diamond tassel, you know, like, like a, ch- a chandelier, a charm, you know, like a whole charm thing, like with with, with like lucky with, charm, yeah, with your name on it, you know, Kelsey, with the little beads. Each one has That's a, has a girl letter that on it. Get that for sure. Or for for the southwesterner, the bolo tie type thing, or, What's or a like bolo tie. You know the thing. We'll that, tie. The one you have, you know, those people that have the shirt, the button-up oh, shirt, I remember and it's a little little circle with just two strings, strings hanging down, yeah. two strings. That's the bolo tie, like a bolo, or you could have um. Yeah, like those chandelier tassel type things, or the things that are on the corners of pillows often, those tassels, <laughs> or, um, yeah, I, I, the rat tail is a great one, though. I think it's just a great, like, a prank idea, you know? Like, just an actual... A prank. Like a rubber rat tail. Yeah. But it's also, it just functions as the pull string for your tampon. Come on. That would be great. You know, fucking, uh, novelty magician's infinite handkerchief one. <laughs> 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 and that would spark a new that would spark a new uh, market of uh, erotic magicians oh yeah if they don't already exist um there's also uh what other types of things could you think of one too because like I, I really think it would be funny to kind of market just a handful of these <laughs> I like the little light chain idea. <laughs> Maybe about a, a flock of bananas. I don't know how you how you call it. A, a, a bunch of bananas. A bunch of bananas just hanging from your crotch. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, it has to be something like a string or like. Like a. St- what about like uh, you got the pearls? It could be pearls for the fancy lady. It could be a string of pearls. You know, like Marge that gives Simpsons a whole pearls, different meaning or... to a pearl necklace. Yeah. Um. You know, oh, you know, it'd be great. Gummy the, the parachute pole handle thing. <laughs> and then it, it, it jacks the tampon out of your pussy yes. and it deploys a little, a little parachute and it parachutes down into the toilet. Rat team, go, go, go! We are revolutionizing the feminine hygiene market right now. For sure, yeah. Bring a little pizzazz to your monthly uh, experience. Oh, man. Why settle with a dull tampon string if you can't have? Red Beret Team Delta slowly cascading down your pussy hole. Anchor. <laughs> Comes with a free uh, uh, sheep horn. Shit horn. Also, be nice, not strings with like a fish tail. A fish. So it seems like there's a whole fish up there. And there's like the mechanics tail. in there, so sometimes it's like. Bloop. What about balls? Balls, just like those bicycle like, balls. Like the I things, send yeah, the you. things that go on the back of a truck. Yeah, you know, yeah. the, the, hairy, the fake balls. You also have the hairy ones. Yeah, you can put balls there. That would be funny. Oh my god. <laughs> a we monkey should, ball. We should see what we can do about getting a hold of, like, or figuring out how to make professional-looking fake commercials and stuff like that. I would love to do because shit we like could that. we could totally fake a commercial for this. Yeah. We, or film a commercial for this, you know. Just Make a script and everything. YouTube channel, you know. We, we, we could start doing that. All of the shit we but do. That, but but the, the we thing is, we would, have, we would have to actually set our minds to it, though. Like, that involves writing, directing, all that other stuff. And, you know, then maybe one day we'll, 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 be, we'll be millionaires. We'll be millionaires. We'll get a fucking... <laughs> we'll get an apartment looking out on the zoo. <clears throat> yeah. Get monkeys on our balcony every yeah. morning. God damn it. Kick the monkeys in the balls. Kick the monkeys in the balls. How about duct tape? As a string thing. The string thing. <laughs> Out of tampons? Try duct tape. <laughs> just, just, just slap a piece right there. Yeah, just Holds put... everything in. It's fine. Go to the toilet, peel it off. Get a get a it nice... It also waxes you exactly, with the same get a nice, nice Brazilian, Brazilian at the same with time. Jeez. Bikini wax. And it fucking helps you empty yourself out. This is... I, I can't believe that I'm the first person to think of this stuff. <laughs> You're probably not. I probably am, because it's not on the market yet. I haven't heard anything else about that male birth control pill yet. <laughs> yeah. So, what I day? think it's going to increase the amount of people just saying that they're on it. Very much true. Now that it exists, it'll be like, I'm on the pill, baby. Yeah, show me your weeks. Yeah, let me see it. <laughs> oh, but then they would they would market fakes. <laughs> they would market these these uh, male birth control pill cases that are actually just sugar pills, Tic Tacs, or or like uh, they're 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 mini Viagras. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if if men like biologically, historically through the ages had ha- have had their period instead of women, and if they were the ones carrying the child. 
I really wow. wonder if if there was like a, a, a special week of vacation every month for the period. <laughs> you know, well, shit like flip that. flip it the other way. I wonder if you guys had life like we had it, if you would be acting the way we act. And I think the answer would be yes. I think if you just switch the biological roles between the two people, they would begin to act the way that their biology dictates them to. Yeah, of course. Uh, so you guys would be walking around swinging your nuts around and shit like that, yeah, throwing your titties t- around, touching and, guys and shit. Yeah, you would. You would be doing the same yeah, exact come thing. Come on, baby. Yeah, you would, you would do you the same ask, shit. You are, you're asking for it in that short. A lot of it is a hormonal thing. A lot of it is. Yes. A lot of it is, and then you pair that with with bad upbringing and stuff, and people who believe that it's their right to do that kind of shit, and they might not even like consciously think it's their right to do it. They just do it because, hey, hot chick, I'm gonna I'm gonna say something to her and stuff like that, and yeah. they think that they that that's okay. What? No, you're just bothering a stranger, <laughs> <laughs> and you're bothering a stranger for something that they get bothered at like every ten meters. So it's starting to become a thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like it's just not just... Don't be like that, man. You know, you ever, you ever like, go to the train station and, like, seven different hobos all ask you for a cigarette? It's kind of like that. Or eventually, the next person who asks you for a cigarette, you just snap on them, and they're just like, what the hell is his problem? Yeah. <laughs> Damn, fine. <laughs> you know? that's that, It is, like, it, kind of a poor analogy, but... It is kind of like that as well, you know? Mm-hmm. After you get, like, complimented on your ass for the 50th time today, it stops being a self-esteem booster and starts being more like a... Am I just a piece of meat being stared at everywhere I go? Well, okay, that is not necessarily the problem, being seen as a piece of meat. It it all depends on by whom, the location, and the time in the day. And the thing... The setting you are in. And that's all these factors are combining into the fact that it's uh, very, uh, yeah, it's a slippery slope, uh, man. Well, I'm not talking about people complimenting you on on a blind date night or something like that. I'm talking about people walking down the street and shit like that, just minding their own business. But also then, sometimes it can be nice to be complimented but if if the person is good looking or within your parameters of the individual. But then that's what makes it really difficult though because then it's like, are you allowed to or not? Because people need to find rules. Obviously. Well, just (laughs) look in the the mirror. Do you look nice? The people who are making it a problem obviously need set rules in order to stop. So it can't be like, oh, if it's a nice looking guy who's saying something to you and everything, then it's okay. Okay, well, but it doesn't work like that. Like, the law can't state, like, you can't harass women. Unless you're a pretty good-looking guy, then, I mean, you know, they'll probably like it, so go for it. Like, that'll never be legislated But it's that not... Way. No, no. Harassing <coughs> is, is a whole different thing, because there's yeah, always but if there's this an ugly, toothless guy saying, nice ass, baby, that's harassment. But if a really hot guy that you would totally dig said that to you, and you dug it, you wouldn't view it as harassment, you know? A deaf person walks by, and someone says, nice ass to them, and it's a disgusting person, they don't hear it and walk away, it's not harassment to them, because it's... it's no, part of their experience, or like with you know? me when I'm wearing my headphones, I don't, I don't hear shit. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm not there. Speaking of headphones, I was at the Lidl today, and this asshole guy who was bald on the top with a big bushy beard and had like three kids with him and his headphones in, I was in line, and there were these two Italian girls in line in front of me as well, and this guy was straight up just, you know what, I'm going to slowly creep. In front of these two Italian girls, and they're not going to do shit. 
He wasn't even that old. He was just like some like forties father guy. Because the way the reason I say that is because oftentimes it's people who are like eighty year old Dutch people who be doing this. Mm-hmm. Usually old Dutch ladies be doing this yep. all the fucking yeah. time. They will just scooch on in and then and they're going to be like, "You're not going to say anything to me because I'm an old sweet lady. I do it." I'd be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, grandma." <laughs> I have done it too. There's a whole line of people behind in front in front of you. You have to get behind like. There's no way that you have more to do than we do. Like you are definitely retired. Like yeah. you can wait in line. Exactly. Fuck off. Um, but this guy was doing this. He had his headphones in and stuff. I tapped his shoulder and I said, like, hey man, there's a whole line of people, like these ladies and me, and like and the line is back there. And he's like, don't touch me, don't touch me, please, just say something. And I was like, I was like, but you had your headphones in. <laughs> I was like, so I'm gonna what say something to someone who can't hear me? And he goes, oh, sorry. And then he went to the back. He actually said sorry after he's like, "Don't fucking touch me." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna touch you if I can't, if you can't hear me." <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, "Sorry." And then he walked away. That was it. Okay. Yeah. And then the Italian girl smiled at me, and it was like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice ass, baby. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Where are you from? Where are you staying? What room are you staying? Oh, yeah. That's I say, listen. <laughs> Me, my my girl's out of town, and I got my whole place to myself. Oh. oh, boy. Yeah. Dutch people usually are not very much into confrontation. Oh, my mom just sent me a message. There is a obituary post for my cousin on online. That's a picture of him when he was maybe like 18. Edward Charles Eddie Streisig IV. Jeez. 92 he was born. Okay. Oh, that's my year. Wow. So I'm going to go ahead and read this. He was 26. Damn. You're 26? Yeah. Huh. Edward Charles Streisig IV, age 26, of Joliet, Illinois, passed away suddenly Thursday, March 7th, 2019, with his loving family by his side. Yeah, that's news to me. Maybe that's just for the... Mm-hmm. I don't know if it said... It doesn't say uh, what he died from. Oh. Here. Born August 31st, 92 in Joliet. He was a graduate of Plainfield Central where he played football and baseball. He loved fishing, playing guitar, listening to music, and following all of the Chicago sports teams. His love of the Chicago Cubs will be a tribute to his grandfather forever. He loved God, was a man of faith, and had strong religious beliefs. He was a kind soul with a terrific sense of humor. He will be remembered for his ability to make people laugh with his impersonations. He was a loving son and devoted brother, and the family takes comfort in knowing that Eddie is at peace. Surviving her as mother. Many cousins and friends. That's me. What? Yeah. He was preceded in death by his maternal grandparents and one uncle and a cousin. What does that mean? That they were there when they he died? They died before him. Oh. Um, visitation for him will be held uh, Wednesday, March 13th, from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh-huh. And we'll consume his funeral service at 8 p.m. Resurrection Mausoleum. Jeez. And then there's all there's a bunch of uh, comments as well. It's, this is a weird system. 
I have not seen that before. The website of the funeral home has obituary announcements on their website for everyone who died, and then you can comment on it underneath, which is kind of weird. But that's also, yeah, I guess cool. But, uh, yeah, fuck. Holy shit. It's so heavy, man. It so is, heavy. It is heavy. So fucking heavy. So fucking heavy. I mean, I remember him when he was, like, this little. Really, like, uh, just a little tiny kid. I used to, when I would be at their house super early in the morning for school, they would mm-hmm. still be well asleep. But I'm like, fuck this, I want to play with them still. Yeah. So I would go and wake them up and be like, guys, Power Rangers are on. Power Rangers weren't fucking on. I would just say it to get and be like, what, really? Fuck yeah. And they would wake up and then would just go watch Power Rangers. But the Power Rangers were not on yet. It was too early. It's like infomercials. But now that we're up, want to play some video games or something? I got about an hour till school. <laughs> I used to do this like every morning to them. They never fucking caught on. <laughs> they were never like, fuck off, Power Rangers isn't on. Just one day, maybe it will be on. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, nice. So what are you smoking? Um... What was it called? Rolex OG. Rolex? From the Buddha? Stud. Oh, stud. Yes. That's your thing. Well, it's only my thing because I'm in the neighborhood after work, you know, sometimes. You tried to ash on all the food just now. <laughs> it started. Did you to steal this tray me. from your work? No. no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. I was just putting a wild guess out there. Of course you didn't. <laughs> ah. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm just. I think this is starting to affect me. That this all. What? Oh, the cake? Yeah, because oh, okay. I was I saw all these tray-like things, and I tried to ash on all. It looks so uh, quaint. Yeah. It's tasty cake, I'm telling you. It's better now. It's less bitter. It mellows. But I have learned my lesson from own. last time, so I'm not going to eat whole. Because last time I ate, ate the whole cake, uh-huh. I went to bed at 8 o'clock at mm-hmm. the ni- in the night, and I woke up 14 hours later. <laughs> that had to be a little of uh, it was, a combination of things, though. Also, honestly. I was, for, of course, very tired from the. Because I never week, got knocked out for fourteen hours. But also, I slept so good. Crazy dreams. Crazy fucking dreams. Yeah, that's something that I don't have. Oh, I do. I haven't dreamt in forever. Oh, that sucks. It's weird though. Like I don't get dreams unless now it's like it's because of the weed. So if I do recall a dream, it was a heavy fucking dream. Yeah. Uh, profound, weird ones. Have you ever had dreams that the scenario you were in comes true later on in life? Yeah, many like every times. detail. Many, many times. Tell me one. Oh man, it's there are too many to describe because I have a lot of dreams all already from from a very young age. I have crazy dreams. I also used to be able to lucid dream. You know, like. A, me not. Uh, well, I guess uh, sort of steered away uh, the of. dream went yeah but, but uh, it was more like trying to steer water or something in a sense where you can steer it but it's still going to kind of flow on its no, own a little no, bit it, anyway it was just so that's what I had it always happened like this there was this moment in the dream where I realized I was dreaming and then I was like oh I could fucking fly out of here because I was in a very mm. shitty position and then I was like 
I don't have to deal with this shit. I'm dreaming, bitch. And then just fly away or yeah. or jump off a building and, and catch wind and that kind of stuff. I've so, not done something like that. That was it's, it's, it's so When great. I was younger, I remember a couple times where I had a dream and it was like, shit was happening and but the thing that the one difference was that it wasn't completely on rails because the choices i was making was changing it and i was realizing that my choices i was able like that i was like hey i'm able to make choices this time but i was still i think for the most part following the laws our laws of physics so i wasn't like flying and other stuff like that i would just be like i would just change my perception i don't want it to happen like this anymore and then it wouldn't happen like that anymore and and you know i don't remember any specifics cuz it's so long ago but i do remember like i kind of have flashes of the scenery of me waking up and like the room around me and waking up and thinking about it and stuff and and uh so i've had it where i was able to control it in that sense so it's like there were situations happening and i can choose what happens so it gets kind of like a video game yeah you know where i can decide to go inside this house or that house or something like that but shit's happening either way that's that's not that's not decided by me well, i guess it is ultimately decided by me but not but it isn't you know what i mean like it's just scenarios being thrown at me mm-hmm. that are new to me to my uh, uh cognitive side and stuff like that yeah um there has been one dream where I was able to wake up and I was like, oh no, I really have to pee. And then, but I'm going to go pee and I'm going to go back to sleep because it's still quite early in the morning. I'm going to go back to sleep and I'm going to go right back to where I was and I'm going to get back in there and I'm going to finish up what I was doing. And I did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I, and, but again, still pretty much obeying the laws of physics, but it was in a pretty cool dream, I remember. Like something fantastic, mm-hmm. something fantasy ish, you know, something otherworldly or something like that. But, you know, I wasn't like, oh, now I can fly, hey, and then I just go flying, and now I'm a bird, you know, it was never like this, but it was, but it was, so it wasn't completely, you know, I, I, for some reason, my dreams, I still want to be rooted yeah. in, in the earth and stuff, but also, what I was talking about more specifically was that I have had dreams that I couldn't control, I was the observer, it was more like I was observing a scenario that was strange, because it was like, where the hell am I? What is this place? And I'm, I take a look from the right all the way slowly like this, and it's like the view is panning all the way to the left, and I take in everything from the scene. And that's all I recall from the dream. And more stuff happens, but I forget it. Mm-hmm. But I remember this, that, this, 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 and this specific thing, and it was in this weird place, and I was sitting on something weird, and I saw these people straight ahead, and they were looking at me, and, uh, and uh, this, and you know, whatever. And, and that was the dream. And... Years and years and years later, and I'm talking more than 10 years later, I'm in Amsterdam, I'm at a rave, uh, I'm not on drugs, I'm just at the rave, and I was sitting on a table, because there were no chairs, there was just this big-ass table there, and a bunch of other people were sitting on it too, so I sat on the table, and I took a look, and I was just like sitting there and just absorbing the scenery, because I was alone, and there was no one to talk to, I was just going to look around, I was smoking my joint, looking around, and it hit me. I am looking at the exact same thing in that dream that I had. Like, it was also, at, not only did it seem very familiar to me, it's like suddenly I remembered having the dream. Mm-hmm. Like, and I remembered waking up from the dream and the feeling was like, what the hell was that? And now it's like the whole thing just connected together. Like, kapakow, yeah, bam. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, holy shit. And it's like, whoa, I was still in school, still in America, still, like, didn't even have a driver's license yet. And I had a dream where I saw myself at this concrete building in Amsterdam Many years later, and I look around, and it was that exact same thing. Uh, interesting, interesting postscript to that story. One of the things I saw when looking around was a girl sitting on the floor, 
and people around her. And I didn't, I think I, in the dream, she was just sitting on the floor. When I was in Amsterdam, actually in real life, looking at it, that girl was sitting on the floor because she was on way too many drugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And her friends were around her. And actually at that particular event, an ambulance got called and took her away. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And she was fine. She just had a freak out. So they called yeah. an ambulance because they were on drugs too and didn't realize it wasn't as bad as they thought it was, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that person ended up being someone that I know really well now. So now that's fucking crazy. Yeah. Now that is really fucking yeah, crazy. You, you yeah, you dream about someone you never met, meet. but now you do know. You dream about someone that you will meet. Yeah. That's wild, huh? I have had that kind of situation many times with small or bigger situations, but just small things where I'm walking somewhere and a certain type of two people are walking towards me and I see somebody walking in front of me yeah. and I'm in a, a park kind of setting and then indeed years 10 years 15 years later I find myself walking through a certain park with a group so I see someone in front of me and we and I saw two the same girls passing me while I was walking there I was like okay I, I, I dreamt this before but at this point in my life I when it happens I'm like oh yeah there it happens again. <laughs> it hasn't happened to me often, and it only happens to me in big moments. Like, moments that are very completely different. Like, the reason why I was so confused about where was that place and all, and like, what was, that was so strange, and everyone was dressed so strangely and stuff, it's because it was rave people. Yeah, so you know what I mean? And I'd never experienced a rave or heard of that at all. But so apparently like, your brain knows how to produce that thing this makes me think that 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 there's something to the fact that time is not really an existing thing it's something that like our brains are decoding waveforms around us and putting it together in an ordered sense and stuff so we get a sense of continuity for our brains our three-dimensional brains to understand but all these things are happening at once mm-hmm. like it's really difficult to comprehend and i don't even pretend to be able to comprehend it but there's something to it that this stuff that anything that has happened or will happen, or is happening now, is all happening now, it's all now, there's only now, there's only now, all those, these, but the thing is that our brains are, are unable to com, 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 you know, comprehend multiple world events in our reality all at the same time and stuff, and so the experience code of this reality is, is it's linear, mm-hmm. you know, you have yeah. to follow these things, like, it's kind of like how a DVD is built, when you're, when you're watching a movie, you get scenes and you're watching the scenes of the movie and stuff like that. But those scenes are not, it's not in a continuous line on the disc in a spiral. It's all placed in different sectors and stuff. And the laser that's reading it, like the perception of it, is just passing over all of that stuff constantly. Yeah. Past, present, and future on that timeline of that movie. Yeah. And and it's being decoded data into waveform into something that's visible that you can perceive that makes sense to your brain and stuff like that. And that's, uh, to me, like, that's a pretty good analogy, I think, for how it actually works or something. I think it's something like that. I don't think it's something that people have powers or something like that. I think it's it's more about the very nature of reality itself. You know? Because, I mean, there's plenty... Because, like, take a look at the people that get famous for saying that they foresaw this or that event. They're usually hicks. <laughs> you know, they're yeah. usually really uneducated people or... Like, they don't seem like they have very good insider gifts or anything like that, but they saw this one or two things or something that came true. But I think it's more about the nature of the, the universe than it is about our 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 perceptive gifts. Yeah, exactly. You know? I have a very big gift in reading people because I've been working in the service industry 
for that's a long just, time. That's just knowing and how fucking people work. Exactly. That is no gift. That is just Especially knowing how people, people are. Especially drunk people. Drunk uh, people's functions, they get boiled down into into a few things. Yeah, they're basically of, like toddlers. Yeah. I had a lot of toddlers in my bar last weekend. Their activities get boiled down. Yeah. It's uh, fucked up. But also, I can smell and see if somebody is trying to fuck. I can see if... if uh, <laughs> I can smell retardation. No, but I can... And seriously, <laughs> I can smell, like, pheromones and, and hormones in the air if there are a lot of people in the building and that they... On those... On those derp ovens, you just walk in there like, <laughs> I can smell the derp. Yeah, the derp, the derp is strong. Hey, there is a smell to retarded people, though. True. There, okay. there is a smell to retarded people. It's like the smell of, like, wipes or something like that. I don't Spitzel. know. <laughs> something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I can see if, if a couple comes in, if they just had a fight beforehand. I can see if somebody is sad or going through personal shit. Uh, if somebody is thinking about it, of, uh, uh, worrying about something. Or if they are having a birthday. Like, all these kinds of... Things that define a person in the moment, mm. so not like person personality-wise, but just in the moment factors. You know, I can see all of that, and sometimes if I'm wrong, it's usually because I'm second guessing what I was thinking. Because usually my first when I when somebody comes in the bar or in the restaurant, I just read them, like the Sherlock Holmes uh, mm. that uh, series. You know. Yeah. And uh, and and sometimes. Uh, Along the way, I, I change my mind. I'm like, maybe it's not. But if I ever get so deep that I know about it, because a lot of times it's such a superficial interaction that you don't really get verification or anything. Mm-hmm. But so, sometimes you do. And usually I'm right. I'm just totally right. A, a couple comes in, I sense there's shit going on between us two. An hour later, they're fighting and the girl's crying and uh, because they were drinking and shit. Or if a girl is uh, on her period... But she doesn't know it yet. I can see that. And then an hour later, she comes comes to me at the bar. Like, hey, do you guys maybe have a tampon behind the bar? No <laughs> shit like that. Or a guy that is just there alone to fuck. Just well, yeah, that's usually pretty obvious. It is pretty obvious. Because they're just looking around at every girl. Yeah. And, like, their eyes are going to their ass and then to their tits and then to their face and then looking around again. Like, And then you see them go up and try and then they say no and then they go back to their spot again and start looking around again. They're pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. I, used, I didn't used to be like this all the time, though. Because that, that has got me into... Many hairy situations. Hairy. In my uh, raving days. Raving days. I seriously, multiple times went into cars with uh, <laughs> your face. I now surprised this because you think about fucking crazy shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, this is happening right I'm now. I'm sort of thinking like, God, I hope I don't have a daughter. <laughs> no, I'm but homeschooling that kid. <laughs> sometimes when we were at one of those lunch type raves, and then somebody's like, "Hey, there's another party going on right now," when the party's dying down, and then we go into the car with a bunch of people, and there's one coke of coke head driving. You know, that's pretty irresponsible to go into a car with a with a bunch of strangers and some of your friends, but still, and and the driver is on drugs. It's kind of fucked up, but, uh, yeah. Um, I have a nice story about the ADM. <laughs> do it. This won't really do anything for their case. But I was once doing the catering for, um, Einstrasen de Neubauten. That is a German noise 
industrial band. They kind of invented the whole concept of industrial music. Um, they all of their instruments are made of like uh, reclaimed metal from from junkyards and shit like that, scrap yeah. metal and stuff. They're kind of cool, eighties German stuff, you know. Anyway, they had like kind of a reunion thing going on, and the drummer was there, and some of the other people from the band were there, and. There was a two-day event, so there was an event happening at one venue, and then another one happening at the Paradiso North, so I got hired to do the catering for it, or, well, I did it for free, so I didn't get hired, but I also didn't have to pay for a goddamn thing, you know, it's okay, and I got to use free kitchens and stuff like that, so it was it was dope, and I got, I got backstage passes to both of the venues that we were at, so I got to roam the place entirely and do whatever I wanted, that was also cool. I got to see the guts of Paradiso North. That was pretty cool. And, and they gave you money for supplies? Uh, all of the stuff that I got was dumpster dive. Oh. Not straight out of dumpsters, but I went to markets and they gave me all of the stuff that they weren't going to sell the next day. So it's totally good if you use it today or yeah. tomorrow, you know, but it just didn't look pretty enough to sell anymore. Yeah. So, and, and I had, I mean, an entire Buckfeet's full over the brim like completely watermelons every fruit and vegetable you can imagine that is sold at a market i had them all you know and then all of the herbs and spices and shit like that and i was i was supplying one of the squats with all this shit for a while it was a lot of fun something to do yeah. feeding a lot of people too so it's kind of a nice thing to do um so i used that stuff in order to make it and i used some of my own spices and shit like that but who gives a fuck about that right yeah. just whatever but and i had some rice or Pasta or whatever. I, I ended up having to buy some rice and pasta, but it was a few bucks, so I didn't really fucking care. You know, I, I, I got to cook at the ADM. The ADM in their social center, they had that kitchen. I don't know if you've seen it, but they had those massive burners that you could like boil a cow with, you yeah. know, like they and, and those big ass pots for cooking pasta for 150 people at once. Yeah. I got to use all that shit. And they had a fully stocked, very spacious kitchen. It was amazing. And so I made like 10 pies. Uh, okay. Three course meal, two different three course meals, and like ten pies. I was supposed to feed feed thirty people twice. Yeah, so over the course of two days, feed about thirty people twice. Yeah, there wasn't even a ton of leftovers either. Like there was some, and and it definitely went around, and and there like people took everything. You know, it was great, and uh, uh it had to be vegan or something. Or yeah, no, it it had to be vegetarian. But I was like, oh, I'll just I'll just also not use cheese and milk and shit like that. It's fine, no big deal, yeah. you know. Uh, but I but I did well. I had to for the pies. Yeah. You know, there has to be milk and butter and stuff. And I was like, I was like, these are these are normal pies. Like this is like some American heartland shit. But these guys were like old school German fucking rockers that have toured the fucking world. They'd seen it all and everything like that. And it was so nice to have that band come talk to me afterwards and said that they love the food and stuff and these pies are fucking delicious. She's like, he's like, I'm vegan. I normally don't eat these things. And anybody who was like, he was smashing. I had like apricot pie, cherry pie. I made like the classics, you know, mm. <clears throat> the classic fruit pies, but completely from scratch. And they came out nice, man. They came out really nice. These guys were smashing that shit. They were really breaking their, their, uh, their uh <laughs> their rules you know <laughs> just to eat these pies <laughs> yeah the rest was like some pasta dishes and stuff like that yeah, yeah. Not pretty basic stuff you know it's like fuck 30 people i'm not going to be doing some complete gourmet stuff here you no know? Like, of course let's let's be realistic here i sometimes cook for in, no uh, in oki for bad for the bands that's to, nice has to be completely vegan i have to do it in a couple of weeks again and uh, I, I always make uh, very easy stuff but very delicious i wonder I would like to get involved with some of these venues. I wonder if you could help me with that at any time. 
I mean, now that I'm legal, I mean, I can be hired as a freelancer too, so I don't have to be a contracted employee. But I would love to spin records somewhere. I would love to fucking do that. Would love to do that, even if I don't get paid. Like if if I can do that officially at Volta sometime, I would love to do it. You know, I have like seven hundred things, and now I have also tons of Dutch seventies classics and everything like that. Is so it, I can also spin want, for Dutch events too. You don't for need sure. to get. You don't need to get paid. For Volta, no. But if I were to work at Oki or something like that, I know they pay their DJs. So I, you know, other venues do. I know. I know Volta is special because it's a. It's a subsidized thing, so it's volunteers that, that do the stuff there. That's different, but I would like to do it because then I can get my name out there too. Can you spin metal? I don't have a ton of metal vinyl, that's no. the thing. So for metal evening, I have a few records, but I would have to borrow. No, or also with a computer alongside. Well, that, yeah. That, yeah. But I would definitely need you and I, I, would, I, would, I would have to uh, consult my friends. Which, which, one thing that's cool is, like, I don't know a ton about metal, however, all of my friends are metal enthusiasts. Right. <laughs> and each of them like a lot of the same stuff, but also their favorite is a specialist genre. Yeah. Like, uh, Misha is really into black metal. Yeah. Really into black metal and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, the stuff along, because there's other things that are death, death metal, gore grind, he's into that shit. He's really into that hardcore. Yeah. You are into a lot of the things, but you were really good at the, the older metal. I'm into the older metal, and the uh, thrash metal, and the gore shit as well. Gore grind yeah. and uh, and stoner doom. And stoner doom. Kuhn is totally leaning in the stoner doom spectrum and yeah, stuff. Yeah, he used the... to be all about the thrash metal. We were both and, very but much. But also the uh, but... Opeth kind of stuff too. He really Opeth likes too? that yeah. kind of like exploratory, progressive-ish kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But not. And he, but he also doesn't likes like power anim- metal. But not like animals as leaders. He doesn't like that kind of stuff so much. No, 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 no. Like real not that kind of progressive. Leaning more into the death metal. But, yeah, but... leaning towards the darker. Progressive than, than the technical, but also yeah. Stoner Doom yeah. a lot. Stoner Doom a lot for sure, but he's into like psychedelic. Yeah, Sammy's also metal. into black. Sammy's into and black, also, but, and also yeah. in very much drone doom, like very weird. Yeah, and yeah. also poo poo music. Yeah, crazy yeah. poo poo. So he li- he also likes the gore stuff as well. Yeah, which is like pig noises and very ridiculous ten second songs yeah. and stuff like that. And, and like, poop. It, that stuff, like, I gotta say, like, you keep telling me, like, oh, you gotta go see one of those shows sometimes, and I can see that, it looks like it'd be a lot of fun, but I'm, like, I'm looking at the, the more I look at those crowd videos, like, I don't think there's a shower that exists that can wash off that filth, like, no, I, they are, I don't, but it's just, you get so dirty, yeah, I don't want to be a part of that, like, <laughs> I don't want to be that close to that shit, and I don't like bad smells, like, this is part of what would keep me away from India, like, <laughs> <laughs> Me too, dude. I don't want to smell shit on a very expensive vacation, like all the whole time. Like, uh... no, no, it's a. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, if you go into a hotel during those festivals, it's not that bad. I mean, you still get the smell from the festival itself, but at the end of the day, you can, you can shower wash off and, and shit, you yeah. go to a normal toilet and sleep in a bed and go eat at a restaurant. <laughs> exactly, but I always, I always camp. Which is kind of weird because I am um, oh, yeah. when I'm at home I'm because you can kind totally of... afford to get a hotel in a in Czech yeah, Republic. But I, uh, Czech Republic, for instance. Yeah, but I feel like I miss part of the festival because part of the whole festival experience is chilling on the camping after the festival or before or in between. Well, you can chill on the camping. It's just when you're ready to go to bed, go to your nearby hotel. No, 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 no. You cannot chill on the camping because uh, the shuttle to the hotel only goes to a certain time mm. and the funniest thing happening to me was on the camping at night like super late at night 
fucking crazy shit happens. It's super funny and it's nice. You need a driver's license. Yeah. I have th- I've been thinking about it a lot, but I don't, you don't need to get a car. Just get the license so that you I could can rent do, a car. Yeah, I can rent a car. But the thing is, I'm just already... I'm very chaotic uh, on the bicycle. I yeah, fell well, off my bicycle. Yeah, that's way fucking different. It's the, I can tell you this right now. The way people ride bicycles is nothing like the way people drive. And if you think the way that Amsterdam drivers drive is how everyone drives, it's not like that. Because when you get out of the city, shit becomes normal again. And people drive normal. Mm. It's all this shit within and around the ring of Amsterdam is fucking crazy. And then also when you go to Utrecht or Rotterdam, you get the crazies again. City drivers are nuts. They're horrible. But when you get out there, you get people who are used to driving long stretches and stuff like that. And they're okay. They're much better. They're more patient. And you would be like that too. City driving sucks. You get used to it. But you just gotta watch out for people more than you watch out for yourself. No, I'm gonna get a driver's license when I move to. Uh, um, I'm I I want to buy a house at some point in the coming years. Yeah. Like uh, before 30, it's kind of my goal to get before 30 to get a to be able to buy a house or at least get a loan to yeah. buy a house. Yeah. Yeah. And I am I'm not sure if. I'm going to be able to do that in... I'm actually... I am sure that I'm not going to be able to do it in Amsterdam because the prices here are absolutely oh, nuts. This is also a 10-year waiting list for social shit too. And, and it breaks my heart because I was born here and I don't want to leave my city. I, I, It was my dream You just have to do to, something to make more money. That's well, what you got to do. But that seems like... The thing is, to me, it seems like such a waste to uh, uh, spend all this money to... to for the for the for the wish to be but living you, in this city while well, I buy can... a house that's much different because instead of paying rent and throwing it into a hole you're building equity with every payment you make on your house yeah that is true and that true. means that your credit rating goes up and then you you have you can you can do more with a good credit rating you can do more and yeah, you can but make lower still, payments still you on cannot everything. get a decent price for a house here anymore well that's in, uh, debatable yeah and you, I also you can. I, I want to live a little bit suburban you know it's not about you know like it doesn't matter if the house is is two million it doesn't matter because you're not going to pay two million for the house up front you have to you just have to have proof that you make enough a good enough income and your contract yeah, is which good is enough not the case right now well i think it is the case because they, they yeah they take a look at what how much you make and like projections like okay so we would give you a 30-year mortgage on this house which is normal a 30-year and you make these payments. And often these payments are much cheaper than the monthly yeah, rent you pay. Yeah, they're like 300 something. But it's, that's when you make sure that the house that you buy is something that you really want to keep. But that yeah. house is going to be like a million and a half. That's how much it is. You buy one, If you were to buy a, a, a two-bedroom apartment, uh, Plan 4045, one and a half million to buy it. Two-bedroom, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, like, I'm talking like right on Plan 4045, like right around the corner from it. So right mm-hmm. by the shopping it's not the worst area. It's not the best area, but that's not the worst area. No. I've lived there before. It's not the worst. It gets worse in Osdorp for sure. Yeah. Um, but one and a half million. I wouldn't mind living in Osdorp though. If I had Fuck my... Fuck Osdorp. I don't like it. I will never move, live there again. <laughs> no fucking way. I hated it. Felt. It's one of those areas where all the buildings are built in such a way that everything's windy as fuck all the it's time too. It's very windy there. And very it's not even... It's just, it's just windier just like there. As soon as you get out of there, it's not so windy anymore. It's because they built all these big tall buildings so the wind from above... 
hits the building and goes down. And when it hits the ground, it just splits left and right yeah. and it smacks you all the time. Yeah. That's the problem with this area, too. We have all these tall office buildings. They just catch the wind up there yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. shoot it straight down. Bike, biking down that uh, down the, the, the station here is an absolute hell sometimes. Yeah. It's, it's just this <sighs> week has been horrible for yeah. biking. Like down that road, that bicycle yeah, path, fuck. I got stopped a couple times. But I'm proud of myself. I never got off the bike. I just pushed. Well, like, I sometimes do because I feel walking, my bike is pro protesting. Like, dude, if uh, you're gonna do this, I got this, a new one. Yeah, aluminum frame uh, cruiser with no aluminum. gears, no gears, no wires. I don't like gears. I well, I love gears because you can easily pedal through heavy winds if you put it in That's the highest true. gear. And That's true. I just like the whole <clears> security <throat> of having a a brake when I when I. I like the back pedal brake. Yeah, I I like it better now. It took me a minute to get used to. But the thing is, the handbrakes they always fucking well break. They always, <laughs> they always they always end they up. They break and they rust. The cables rush. get fucked, and it's not because of the rust so much. It's because of other people. When you put your bike in a rack, they fucking put yeah, their shit and their handlebars get into your shit, and they fucking rip your cables. Yeah. And they'll bend it in a way that actually exposes the cables. Then they rust. That's how it works. Yeah. Because they can yank it the cables and they'll still in, work. It has to be in the steering wheel. Like in yeah, it doesn't really work that way because they need to have slack. Otherwise, they're gonna hit, pull the brakes on themselves all the time. It's a weird thing. Give them a little bit of slack, you yeah. know. Anyway, slack. so yeah, I got a new bike that has no cables and no no gears. It's just a two two sprockets with the chain on it, and that's it. <laughs> and it zooms, and it's so light too. So like sometimes I like get it going really far, and then for like. I don't know, a kilometer, I don't have to pedal. I'm just rolling. <laughs> rolling Flat surface, in the wind. just going. Like, it's crazy, like, how much speed you keep up. You yeah. just keep it for a long time. You're just rolling. For, it's it's really nice. nice. And this is the kind of bike that, like, you can throw it over your shoulder really easy. It's super light. But the frame is fat. Mm -hmm. It's a, frat, a fat frame. It, it, looks like, it looks like one of these hipster cruisers, kind of. But it's all silver. Completely silver bike with no branding on it or anything whatsoever. It's just shiny silver. All right. Aluminum frame. It looks dope. <laughs> this is totally my bike this year. I hope it stays together. I really like this one a lot. It's fucking beautiful. In next episode, we discuss how uh, Steve's bike got yeah. stolen. <laughs> bike repair tutorial. <laughs> bicycle. Well, I have two locks on it. I also have like four bicycles right now that are in disrepair. They are in various states of disrepair. They are all downstairs in the rack. Yeah, area. but I have crammed them into two spots in the corner, and they have a chain around all of them. <laughs> they all have their own individual chains, and then one bigger chain to go all around them and lock it to the rack. Fucking, I dare you to take them. They all have flat tires and shit, or one of them, the gears are destroyed and stuff like that. We gotta do something with them. One of them's a gazelle, and there's no way to just fix it yourself. You have to take it into a gazelle fixer, because yeah. their wires go in the frames. Yeah, exactly. They're fancy. Yeah. They're a little fancy, and the gears are completely fucked. So it's a special gear system. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how it happened. It, my it girlfriend sucks. was biking in it, and it just fell apart. Like, and now it won't pedal. Did she fall? No. Oh, good luck. No, no, no. She's she's nimble. Nimble. <laughs> no, I was. I'm not that nimble. I know you've fallen off your bike all the time. You're like your mom. Yeah. <laughs> but your mom just falls walking on flat surfaces. She what? Like. Okay, my parents, in front of their house, they have this sewage uh, manhole, I don't mm -hmm. know how you call it, and it's a little crooked. Mm -hmm. It has been crooked for the last 30 years that yeah. we have lived in that house. You used to it after a while, house. right? <laughs> Just a few years ago, she she tripped over it and twisted her ankle, and, it, and 
my father just was <laughs> imagine my father his whole life he's he's running after his wife tripping and and twisting her ankle her whole life and my life is kind of like that too i trip and twist my ankle all the fucking time yeah and it's uh i have very weak ankles very weak. <laughs> So that's oh. why I wear always uh, wear heavy duty high shoes. That sounds kind of like I'm a special person. <laughs> I leg wear heavy braces. duty shoes <laughs> Metal because leg I make oopsies all the time. <laughs> yeah, what were we talking about again? Why? Where did I get here? Where did I get here? Uh, we we're talking about bikes. Yeah, bikes. I love them. I love me some bikes. <laughs> Big Seriously. bikes, small bikes, red bikes. Seriously, biking, <laughs> bikes, uh, riding on my bicycle. It's something I miss when I'm on holiday. Mm. Like, when yeah. I, for a long time. When I get back, I'm so happy to just... Totally. Fucking cruise. Absolutely. It's so good. And especially when the weather is nice. Not like right now. <laughs> it's stormy as fuck outside. It's very, very fucked up. It's still pouring rain. It's been... Sh- no, well, I, the, the it wasn't raining when I left. underwater. I went to I went to work or to work I went to the store to get some dinner before I came down here to do the podcast and it was not raining at all I avoided the rain. Oh, that's uh, that's lucky. Yeah, there was a break in it, so it's it was not. Did you went to the spa? Spa? No. Oh, okay. Do grocery shopping at the spa? Are you insane? What do you think I am, JD Rockefeller? (laughs) 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 I think I'm a fucking movie star. I shop at the 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 train station spa. Fucking, um, no, I went to the Lidl, like a normal poor person. You trick yourself into thinking it's good. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to make music. With a fork. (laughs) Should I pause? (laughs) No, no. Let's keep it going. I'm gonna uh, shave my hair right now. <laughs> I watched um, I watched the Michael Jackson documentary Leaving Neverland. Oh fuck. <coughs> he did that shit. We live in a time where everything just gets poured out. In and a documentary. With a documentary, one documentary at a time. Let me tell you something. It's interesting. I like the time we're living in. Uh, me too. I, I like... <laughs> I'm enjoying these uh, expose documentaries. Me too. I like it that everything is on the table for every civilian. To I like see. that a pro shot documentary came out and basically put R. Kelly in prison. Yeah. Did you That's... get your shots? Oh, I got my shots. <laughs> Did you get your passport? I got my passport as well. We're I don't have my ID. I don't have my ID from the IND yet though. There's, they said that I didn't give them the signature, which I've only signed 500 pieces of paperwork for these people over the course of a year and a half. Yeah. Um, so I sent in my signature for them in the form that they asked for, and then I called a few days later to ask if they received it. They're like, no, I don't have it. I'm like, yeah, but it's a signed package, and they had to sign for it. And I have an actual JPEG of their signature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I actually, like, I can prove that you guys received it. I know you got it. No. So unless you guys got it and threw it in the garbage, you have it, you know. And and she's like, oh, but this this form seventy one thirty, this is for people who are already EU citizens or children. And I'm like, no, it isn't. This is an appendix to the actual main application form. So how is that even possible? Oh well, you know, you might have to set an appointment to come in and give your signature. 
And I'm like, okay, but the last week when I called, they gave me the 7130. They recommended that it's easier to send it in, signed package, which cost me 10 euros to mail. Now you want me to come and and and, and uh, have an appointment as well? Are you serious? You fucking serious? Oh, it's making my blood boil. And they're like, just call again on Monday and see if they received it and it's been processed, if any movement has happened. So so tomorrow I got to call again. And so see. she was like, let's scoop this problem to the next person. Yeah. This is not my problem. Yeah. Well, that's what everybody's doing. And but I, this is this uh, is it. Like even, I thought it was just gonna be like this for when you're not legal yet, and they're just trying to make it hard for you. No, once you're already legal and you just need to get some questions answered, they're all they're still like this. They're just like this at every every turn of the way. Book. Like all this is doing is making sure that I have to keep calling these people now. Like yeah. I, you know, like I would love to stop having to call these people once a week in my life. You know. I'd really like to, to not have to call them anymore. <laughs> well, I soon also will have to go into contact with them, so... Have fun. <sighs> yep. <laughs> I'll be done with that shit till 2021. But you, <laughs> you can check out, but you can never leave. Can you believe it? Nine years. No, oh, oh, really close. If it was, if it was till September, I would have been ten years here. Yeah, ten years. Ten years without being legal. <laughs> it is not that hard. Like, it's not that hard in the sense that, like, if it, the way that you would have imagined it without experiencing it is like, if you oh, have if enough just... friends. Huh? If you have enough friends yeah. and contacts. Friends and contacts, it's it's really all about who you know. Yeah. Like, cause really it was who I knew, and that's how I got jobs and stuff like that, and, and, and roofs over my head in emergency situations and shit like that. When Because one thing is for sure is, like, <laughs> yeah, you for, for sure, there was no, there was never any safety net contingency plan in my bank account. You know, it was, like, impossible to save enough money ever. You know, like, because anyone who would hire me, like, save for your parents, anyone who would hire me w- did not pay very well. You know, because because I wasn't legal, and what are you gonna do about it? <laughs> you know, like I worked for that guy Chico Bobby for the longest time. You know Chico Bobby? No. Woo-wee! Cubastyle.com. You know Robin Ruth? No. That is that brand of of tourist crap that you see in Amsterdam and every other city. Robin Ruth. It's uh, they make those hats that say Amsterdam on them and have the big ball on the top and the ear flaps. You know what I'm talking about? No. How do you not know what I'm what talking about? Probably because you're not listening. R- uh, Ruby Tuesdays? What did you say? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Point taken. Here's a matching video. Stop Googling things. I'll tell you about it. You don't need to Google it. I, I know do. the guy what who started the company the, personally. What was all the things you just said? All these names. Bill Biffle. Robin. Look at Robin Ruth. These are the top results. I just want to see a photo. No, it's not. Robin Ruth isn't a person. Oh. That's what I'm saying. Fucking listen to me. God <laughs> damn it. I'm high, man. It's the name of a company. It's a company. Free Spirit Traveler. Okay. So, Robin Ruth is the name of a company that sells all that shitty touristic to shit. Robin Ruth is an international casual lifestyle brand for the free-spirited traveler. This is the company that makes those Amsterdam hats that you see every tourist wearing. 
the Amsterdam snow cap with the ear flaps <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and the ball on the top the of it. Italian, Amsterdam uh, around yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Every Italian stoner has it on their head. Yeah, yesterday I had a girl in the bar that had a t-shirt that said, good girls go to heaven, bad girls go to Amsterdam. Oh, yeah, that one, yeah. And I was like, ugh, brand new. Like, I never saw someone actually... I've only seen those hanging up in the store. I never actually saw someone wearing it. There's only one type of person that can wear that thing. as an older, hippie gentleman, and the t-shirt is completely ragged. <laughs> then it's accurate. But other than that, don't buy that t-shirt, dude. Unless you're really hot. And you cut holes in it so your nipples stick out. You can wear that shirt. You can wear any shirt. As long as you do that. <laughs> Free the nipple. I just want to see the nips. Google. Hey, Google. <laughs> anyway. I don't know the full story because they wouldn't tell me because they were in the middle of legal litigation. But there's this crazy-ass guy named Bobby. And he owned Bobby half... Ruth? No. He owned half of the, this company with a guy... Uh, a Dutch guy, and they started suing each other, um, and split the company in half, and Bobby was no longer an owner of this company, but he still had tons of stock of theirs and was refusing to relinquish it, and he was selling it to all the tourist shops as well, for cheaper than Robin Root themselves were selling it for, but eventually they didn't take it further in court, and my assumption is because he only had so much stock, and eventually they're not gonna they're not going to have any more stock to sell, so we don't really fucking care. We're mm. the ones who are producing it all. Um, but I worked for him because he started up a second company. I guess it was a way to try and build something up really quick before he ran out of stock of the other stuff that he basically stole and was selling. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's called Cuba Style. It's very dumb. Let's check it out. This Bobby guy, he's a guy from ex-Yugoslavia who has heavy ties of Cuba, goes there all the time, lives in Amsterdam, and runs a business. Uh... It's just about taking photos. He takes photos and sells them to stock photo websites and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but he took a lot of photos of people who he called his models, his girls. And one time he had me like Photoshop together like a calendar for him featuring his girls. And uh, I'm pretty sure it is like it was coded. Like it's a calendar. But you could uh, send an email to somebody and be like, I would like to purchase Miss June. And then you would get yourself your own Cuban, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, okay. I, I, think, I think something like that was going on with it. Damn. That's the thing. These rich motherfuckers. These rich fucking motherfuckers. He wasn't rich. No, but listen. He'd like to pretend he was rich. Okay, but still, these high class, high balling, rolling motherfuckers, they're so creative in how they spend their money. Oh, yeah. They're so creative. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't even think of this. But it does sound delicious. I'll take a June and a. Well, any month, really. I mean, they're all nice. (laughs) Uh, every every it's nice all year round in, in Cuba. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the weather's fantastic. Just year get round. the year book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just get the most recent year because it has the most mileage, <laughs> or the least mileage, you know. And fuck, fuck. I want to get creative with money too. Because he had also told me like, I'll take you to Cuba and I'll give you your own girl if you want. That's what he said to me once. I was like, I'm good. I have one here. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But apparently it's just a little bit like that over there. 
I see. Not just sex slavery, but if a girl likes you, she's like, hey, let's go, let's go, let's go put your dick in me. <laughs> They're kind of like that over there. Where? Cuba. Oh, in Cuba. Hey, I ain't got shit to do over there. Wanna put your dick in me? Yeah. I got time. <laughs> I have to see that for myself. All right. There you go. You just go to one of them bars in Cuba and be like, get one of those like air, airline tarmac light strips. Leading this way, like. And some gnome there, like signing. As a girl, you can go ahead and experience that culture anywhere in the world. You don't have to go to Cuba for that. You can just be like, go to any, go to go to this bar right here outside your window and be like, want to put your dick in me? You know. Yeah. I am aware of that, Steve. The thing is... It just is, doesn't happen here. Cuba, it does. The thing is, w- women want to do that, but only to the person that is uh, usually visually the most appealing to them. Yeah. Well, just go or with the best status or whatever. So Probably have a better success rate of doing that as a girl than you would as a guy. I mean, go up to the hottest guy you, you like there and just, just be like, want to put your dick in me? Just like that. Mm, dick in me? <laughs> <laughs> And then... then <laughs> One of those, like, you want to put your, uh, you know... <laughs> Flippity-flop my hippity-hop. <laughs> <laughs> your schniggity my diggity. Yeah, you know. But that's the thing about uh, guys. They're like, yeah, if I was a chick, I would have sex all the time. Because for dudes, sex is always amazing. Because mm. you're getting your dick worked and t- until it comes. Yeah. So... That's the, unless there's really emotional baggage involved, but whatever. And the thing is, with women, it is very rare that you get fucked right, basically, because most of the time, especially when it's a casual encounter like that in a bar, like, hey, want to put your dick in me? It, it is full of confusion because you don't know each other's body, <laughs> you don't know what it, each other, what you like, and if you're in a relationship with the right person, you can, like... Uh, come to that goal of the best sex every time but with those casual things it's usually pretty mediocre at best so that's that's why women don't fuck as these uh, that's that's what you think they don't fuck as much as men do because usually it's it's very disappointing but that's why they have dancing at those clubs because it's it it translates usually like if you can dance really well you could probably fuck too i I guess, I, I guess, yeah. That's what I've heard, at least, you know, it's, uh... Yeah, I Like, if they can dance a good sense. salsa and shit like that, then you they can... You know how to can, get rhythm, and... Then and, they, and they can probably hit your G-spot, too. <laughs> get it's that angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, it is all, it is all about the eating, and about the... It's all in the wrist. The, the wrist? <laughs> the eating? It's all in the fist. <laughs> Two in the pink. <laughs> Ten in a stink. This <laughs> yeah, it's double. Oh man, one time I accidentally clicked the wrong webum on 4chan, and it was the wrong webum. And uh, it was it was a black bald naked guy fisting two white uh, twinks simultaneously like he was fisting them yeah exactly like really really aggressively fisting oh, them and getting in there like almost elbow deep it was really oh. really graphic and as much as i was 
you know, dry heaving, I couldn't stop watching it because there's only one click away. You can cl click close and it's <laughs> gone. But I could, I just wanted to know where it ended up. And here's where it went. Where did it go? They pooped out their fucking internal ass. Oh, they prolapsed. They prolapsed. Yeah. And with all that shit that was going in there. And yeah. But because I did not notice. You need a surgery to get I that didn't, fixed. I did not notice the, the black guy was already covered in shit. Mm. But when <laughs> they were... Racist. <laughs> but when I realized, I saw indeed his whole arms were full of shit. And these guys were just moaning their heads off. And... Uh, my boyfriend turned around and yeah, he was like, what are you watching? What is that? I was like, nothing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you want to check it out? Maybe reenact One time my boss saw Sammy's butt and he was really visibly disgusted. <laughs> Sammy's butt is... Yeah, because Sammy sent me a random photo while I was at work. And, and he looked on your phone. He happened to be looking over my shoulder when I came. And he, boom, and he was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, my thoughts exactly. You know, I was like, Sammy, my boss saw that. And he was, thought it was really funny. I'm like, yeah, okay. That's great. How about how about I like uh, send you dick pics when your when your dad is looking over your shoulder at your phone? You know? <laughs> how do you think that's gonna look? Is he gonna be laughing? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Get any new games? Um, I wish, but no. Oh, okay. So that concludes that segment. There's like one game coming out that I really want, but What's they've the been announcing the release date for three years now. Shenmue? No, no. Well, that's definitely coming this Christmas. But, uh, this game called Shakedown Hawaii. Have you ever heard of it? No, but you're going to tell me all about it right Not now, right? Not all about it. I'll just give you a little bit about it, because I don't, I don't know if it's exactly going to be your thing, because... It's a bit old school looking. It's, uh... Have you heard of the game Retro City Rampage? No. You've probably at least seen it on the PlayStation Store. Maybe. It is basically... Subconsciously. Imagine the the Grand Theft Auto experience yeah. on an NES console. Like, if they came up with the idea for GTA mission-style criminal-type gameplay and stuff... Yeah. ...when the NES was out. In the 80s and early 90s, okay? So that's an 8-bit Grand Theft Auto, basically. And I mean, like, it's an 8-bit game, but it was done on, like, a PS4 and PS3 and stuff, so they can make a massive world. But it has a big sandbox world map. You can steal any car. They had all their own original music done by famous people and stuff in MIDI, so using the same audio processors as 8-bit consoles. Yeah. So they made this 8-bit Grand Theft Auto, basically, Retro City Rampage, and it was full of video game and 80s references. It's a very funny game, so it's very satirical. But also the gameplay is really, really GTA, and it's also really... There's a lot of elements of all the classic styles of gameplay from, from, from old school games as well. It's a really great mix, highly successful. I recommend you get it, Retro City Rampage. They're, they've been making the sequel for years, and it's basically the same concept, but Super Nintendo graphics instead of Nintendo. You know, mm -hmm. so upgraded 16-bit or 32-bit graphics, a little bit better, uh, set in the 80s, but on Hawaii, and it's a bit like GTA 5, where it's split amongst three characters you can switch between. Mm -hmm. So they're like, again, they're really taking the flavor of GTA, uh, but you're basically trying to build an empire. So they also worked in bits like San Andreas and Vice City, where you can actually own properties. 
you start buying up properties around town and shit like that yeah. and, and earning money and, and you have to do missions and rescue missions for them and stuff just like GTA 5 but done with 16-bit graphics and stuff really colorful Hawaii kind of thing in the 80s you know with the neon colors everywhere and shit game looks so beautiful it looks really fucking nice and it's supposed to come out March this year it says release date March 2019 what did you say it was called Hawaii Shakedown shake Hawaii Shakedown Hawaii ah fuck you bitch Shake down Hawaii. So it's okay. Yeah, it looks like that. It's it's just like really colorful Super Nintendo ish style graphics and everything. Yeah, and well, uh, to be honest. But it's good gameplay. You should check out the videos of it sometime. I'll it's probably really, I'll probably play it at some point. It's pretty nice. It's it's coming out soon. It was supposed to be quarter one. Of this year, but that's gonna end on the thirty first. Well, after the thirty first, will be in quarter two. So, yeah. uh, I don't think it's coming. They announced last week that it's entering its final beta, or that the um, and that they're already manufacturing the carts or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. So soon, next couple of weeks, they'll be releasing it. I think maybe in another month tops or something. But people have been waiting for this for three or four years. Like they announced, like, oh, it's coming soon. We, I think we have a release date, ETA 20, 2016, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, people are like, oh, wow, this is going to be awesome. A couple screenshots, people are coming over it and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually pumping it like they're about to release it, and then they've just been delaying the fuck out of it. Yeah. But the reason for that is because they started developing this game before the Switch came out, mm -hmm. and uh, before, uh, before Steam was really heavy on indie games and stuff, I think, too. Maybe not. But basically, new platforms came up as they were developing this game, and with all the hype being generated for this game, people were clamoring, make it for the Switch, make it for this, make it for that, and stuff. So they, uh, I think the release date got pushed back because of all the extra porting that had to be due to, to the newer consoles. Yeah. But I'm grateful that they decided to keep the Vita version instead of abandon it, because the Vita's end of life <coughs> now here. The end of life of the Vita was officially like a week ago or something. That sucks. They officially are no longer manufacturing any Vita consoles anywhere in the world. So all of the ones that exist in the world are all that's left of PlayStation Vitas. So oh, grab damn. one if you can. Okay. Yeah. That is, uh, I something. would recommend ordering one of those nice colored ones from Japan. I might still do that. They got these multicolored bad boys on it from Japan, and they're all hackable. That's what's really important about it, because uh, the games are expensive and not worth buying in the most cases. So should I buy them new, or...? A new Vita is always appreciated. If you have 3.70 firmware, you can't hack it today, but in a month you could. It's... Jesus. What? It's still, uh... It's like what? 300 bucks or something, right? 123? 120? Oh, that's cheap as fuck. You know, when I bought my Vita brand new from Sony, when it came out, it was like 349 euros. Oh, wait, this is maybe... Oh, mine's a 3G model. This is maybe, uh, used. Used is fine. It's fine to have it used as well. You're going to hack it and and just have a, a micro SD in there or something to put all your games on. A lot of those PlayStation Plus games that they give you for PS4 are cross-buy with Vita as well. So you probably have a bunch of Vita games that you've never played. Yeah, there are, uh, there are a lot on uh, Markblad, so... Yep. 100 bucks, 150, stuff like that, I would say grab one. Try and grab the OLED model, O-L-E-D. So it's like the PS Vita 1000, like the, the first model. 
because the OLED screen is super vibrant, really nice colors. And then the slim that they released, the second uh, design of the PS Vita, mm -hmm. they replaced it with a different screen. It's more like the old PSP was with better resolution, but it's not as great of a screen, not as colorful. Kind of washed with white in the background a little bit. Hey, I have a J. Oh, awesome. But yeah, highly recommend you get a Vita. I can do amazing things for you if you get a Vita. It's very nice what you can do with that fucking thing. And then you can also remote play your PS4 all day with it in bed. That's pretty handy. Being able to play PS4 in bed on a tiny screen right here. Yeah. I'm slowly but that. But then it doesn't matter that I bought a second fucking... Uh, sure it does, because this means that now you can play your PS4 when you're taking a shit if you have a Vita. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That changes the whole game. Yeah, it's remote play. It's fucking dope. <laughs> you could even like be at work and bored and remote play your PS4 if you have a good Wi-Fi I'm never bored at work. I'm just saying in concept, you know? I wish I had a... Sometimes I wish I had a job where I was bored, but then again, eh. Yeah. How do you like my uh, zoo on my couch? Yeah, you got a lot of animal colored yeah. pillows or animal pattern pillows. That's my thing. I had a lot of those, but I didn't have the pillows. I finally bought pillows. You have a lot of things that would actually eat each other. <laughs> or not survive. You got yourself they a fox or coyote next to some flamingos and uh, a cat and, and a uh, cow. Uh, what looks like a raccoon or something. Yes, or a red panda, I'm not sure. Oh, it could be one of those red pandas indeed. Yeah. And there's a whale. With sheep, ships. Cats love whale. Cats eat fish, you know. A whale's not a fish. It's a mammal. Yeah, but they like... <laughs> I was so smart right there. Yes. But they like, they will still totally eat a whale. I'm sure a whale still tastes pretty much like a fish does. I don't know. Have you ever eaten whale? Probably had a bit like of dolphin. Google. Probably had some dolphin in my life. You had of, dolphin in your life? Well, I eat a lot of canned tuna when I was growing up, so I probably had some dolphin in there, you know? Dolphin and canned tuna? Yeah, Is you know, they, they actually, yeah, they get caught in the tuna nets and shit, and then they get processed in with the rest of the tuna and shit, and then you end up having little bits of dolphin in there every once in a while. Now, mm. I think they've taken care of that, but that used to be a big problem, but you see advertised on most cans of tuna, dolphin safe. <laughs> they actually have dolphin safe tuna. What the fuck? Yeah, man, it's a, that was a worldwide problem. For a long time. But my thing is like, oh, if they're so smart. <laughs> they try to rape the tuna. No, but they, they have been seen freeing each other. Like the ones who didn't get caught, like trying to chew through the net and stuff to get them out of there and stuff. So they have problems with uh, dolphins chewing through tuna nets. Hmm. Here it says, know. whale meat is similar to reindeer or moose. What? Whale tastes much more like its hairy cousins on land than its guild neighbors in the sea. That is in interesting. In places where gaming meats are common, like Norway, Iceland, and among the indigenous people of Alaska, whale is served straight up with little or no seasoning. Sounds delicious. How does dolphin taste? Virtually unidentifiable from tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Cooked dolphin meat has a flavor very similar to beef liver. Ugh. That sounds horrible. Yeah. I don't like eating liver. Me neither. I hate that irony uh, taste. I, yeah, I hate all entrail type foods. Me too. All innards and stuff like pate and shit. I cannot eat this shit. I ate a bunch of those things in, uh, in Tunisia. Pate makes me gag. If, I, if it passes my lips, it makes me gag. Well, I like pate if it's good made pate with no, no chunks. Ugh. 
And if it has not much of a like a poon flavor, a poon uh, smell, because sometimes pate smells like bad poon. It smells like dog food. Sometimes. Or dog food or bad poon. <laughs> it has a stink. We, to I it. had a roommate. I don't like her this fucking snatch smelled like dog food sometimes, and it was just horrible. Whenever she came home, you know who I'm talking about. Whenever she came home, you know who I'm talking about. This stench. <laughs> okay, never mind. Let's go. Let's move on. Um. Sleep Nork Snorky Flap. bitch opens beer bottles with her pussy. What does monkey meat taste like? (laughs) like, It tastes very much like human meat. The taste can vary widely depending on the diet of the animal, but typically has a slightly gamey flavor, not unlike wild deer. Though deer has a a texture closer to beef, which a monkey does not. Mm. The taste is rather like monkey meat. That stringy. Monkey meat. They say you're hey, we're monkey meat. Let's rock. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are monkey brain soup. Served in the head. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, in studio tonight, Sammy. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I'm not worth it. No, this is oh. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh fuck that shit. Oh mutamato. Uh huh. I don't want to talk about it too much. But Ooh. those are gonna be great. I'm waiting to get paid so so I can so I can maybe fucking order those for next month. I don't know. Yeah, do it. Fucking tight. Yeah, I have like three invoices already sent in to work. All of them are over four hundred euros. None of them have been paid yet. And I'm like, come on. Jesus, what? Yeah, I'm like. And down, meanwhile, I'm, he's sitting in a restaurant every week. Yeah, I'm down to very little money right now, and, and I'm just, I'm just waiting. Like, just I ask could, for it, then, dude. I I do ask for it, but you know, it, I don't know. It has to be done when they do their paperwork or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. Aren't you just supposed to get paid like a certain? Yeah, oh, I mean, legally they have two weeks to pay any invoice if they're a good business. Jeez. Yeah. What a life. Yeah, it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. I get paid faster by other people, so other jobs that I've done, I get paid faster. But anyway. So that's, that's, that's fucking sucks right now. It's very annoying. But at least there's no pressure or anything right now, like, uh, you know, rent's paid and everything like that. It's just, like, I don't have any spending money and I can't buy the things I would like to buy. Like, there's also, like, three or four different concerts coming up that I would like to buy tickets for, but I can't do that right now because I need to use the money I have left over for, for, you know, groceries and shit like that until I get my big payments and then I can buy concert tickets for things happening in a couple months. And all of these are first world problems, of course. Yeah, well, I guess but so. But still, it's kind of annoying to just work your ass off at a very I, shitty I, I, job. I don't like hearing this first world problem shit that much anymore, because it's like, yeah, no shit, I live in the fucking first world. <laughs> you mean there are yeah. problems? Yeah, exactly. I live in the first world. There's problems here, too. Just because I'm not starving. My, my, yes. I don't have a distended belly or well, something like that covered starving. in flies. Yeah, but it's there are me. people starving. They're hobos. Yeah. Sometimes. But they don't care, they're on drugs, so... Hey-o. Yeah. Junkies. Junkie life is the best life. Is it? 
No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> Junkie uh, life is not cousin, the best life. <sighs> so, uh, are we gonna, I don't know. What? Michael Jackson raped them kids. Michael Jackson. He totally did. So, the documentary is two parts, and it focuses on mainly these two families. They actually interviewed the entire families of, like, these moms who decided to run off and and, uh, go live at Neverland Ranch and shit like that and and let Michael Jackson sleep with their kids in the same bed. And even though they knew that they were sharing a bed, they never once thought that, you know, that this and that happened, whatever. Anyway, one of them ended up becoming Wade Robson, who is a famous, famous choreographer. He's very rich. And very talented. Uh, he's a choreographer now for... Uh, or he did NSYNC's tours when they were coming up. Uh, Britney mm. Spears, all her big fucking tours. The Oops, I Did Again tours and shit for her first album and all that stuff. She, He was the creative director for all of that shit. Oops, I got raped again. But he's... he w- uh, When he was younger, he was like Michael Jackson's protege. Lived at the ranch. And had a romantic relationship with him for... Oh. Yeah, they, he... He introduced them to sex. Like, they never knew what sex was. He gave them their first experience and, like, told them that this is our secret and stuff like that. And they did that for years and years and years, you know? Like, it's crazy. You should really watch those documentaries. Yeah, I know. You you gotta watch it. Because also, it's it's multiple people who have never met each other because he kept them separate. It's multiple people who have never met each other who are telling the same exact, very graphic, detailed stories of what kind of sex Michael Jackson has with them. And how the progression What of was it went. called again, the documentary? Leaving Neverland. Um, it's a HBO thing. Two parts. Totally worth watching. Each part is two hours. It's a great documentary. Sure. Um, but this guy, he finally comes out now uh, about this stuff. Because uh, it's actually like affecting his life, you know? It really is affecting his life. Like, it has him with his wife and his kid and stuff like that. And he's talking about, like, you know, when I first held my child, I was, like, it, all these emotions of what he did to me started rushing to me. And, like, and that's when I first started realizing, oh, my God, this is actually really fucked up what he did to me. Uh, and I was actually one of the guys who's, who's quite depressed after the situation. His life is spiraling. Um, he was, like, worried that, like, he wasn't never going to. But he was starting to think, like, am I going to do this to my kid? too like he was really freaking out about it like that he's quite a depressive guy like is this just how i'm wired now like i'm gonna do this shit to my kid now and uh the other one was just like really fucking angry he's like oh my god he's like if if i if 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 he did that to my daughter or my son who i'm looking at right now like i i I would kill him like i would fucking murder and that's when he started realizing i think i hate my mom because (laughs) what 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 his mother did like they had a whole family in australia this little boy Loved Michael Jackson as a kid and learned all of his dances. And I'm not kidding, a five-year-old pulling off the smooth criminal dances and yeah, shit yeah. like that. Like, really good. And the parents didn't teach him anything. He did it all himself just from watching the videos over and over. Yeah, same and I mean, like, like the real hardcore popping and locking stuff. Mm-hmm. But a tiny little child doing it, you know? So it's crazy. Michael Jackson finally comes to do a tour. He's in Australia. Catches wind of it. Gets in contact, whatever. Sees him perform. That's fucking dope. Uh, invites him to come play on stage. Oh, cool. He wins a meet and greet and shit like that, and then he, he dances on stage with him and stuff like that, and then he actually invites him and the family to come back to America with him and uh, uh, 
and visit the ranch and stuff and he was going to put them in his music videos and stuff and so the mom was like fuck yeah let's do this the rest of the family is kind of like we're a family who lives in australia we can't just pack up and leave and that's when she basically decided to just leave with the kid Whoa. broke up the family like For crazy yeah well, to go follow the dreams or what they're the rest of the family will like, well, kind of follow her dreams i guess uh <clears throat> yeah you know like she saw this as an opportunity for something that maybe she wanted before she had kids and she's gonna yeah. go and try and get it for wade or really yeah. for herself and you know you could you could see that she's really this gold digging lady for sure mm-hmm. and um she had sucked uh, her husband dry, so she was looking. For I guess, a new but one. no, like she had like this boring life that she didn't want really, and and the husband though was tore up because his son left. He had one other son who stayed with and everything like that, but they just never saw that kid again. Like from the point when he was five years old until he was like an adult. Well, that's just yeah, really it's just gone and stuff like that. And there was a point where his other son and the sister were like, "We're gonna go." find mom is like i'm gonna go to america for six months i want to i want to see wade i want to see mom like you know like they are divorced now which is he's not gonna come with and uh apparently uh he leaves uh you know i'll be back of course he just went to want to go visit my mom and see wade and see how they're doing and shit i haven't seen my brother i want to go fucking see them they go and uh he's at the airport and he gets a call uh at the airport in america he gets a call saying like your dad just hung himself like this, but this is all, and they're all like, this is all because of Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, this is all because of Michael Jackson. And your psycho-ass mom. Uh, yeah. That didn't help either. She was but this is all, But they all are like, this is all Michael Jackson, you know. Like, yeah. This is all Michael Jackson took him away. Somebody that brings so many people so much joy. When he was like a full-grown adult, so and after pain. all this was said and done, and like, they were hanging out and stuff, like, he actually just eventually just told him, like, yeah, they were about to make a joke about Michael Jackson pedophilia and stuff like that. And, and like, his first, like after he started therapy, his first defense was just to deny it. And he just went like, you know, that shit actually happened. And his brother was like, what? <laughs> they didn't know. Like, no one knew. Because he also publicly denied it. In the 90s, when it first came out about the pedophilia stuff, all the kids denied it. And then... Because uh, they were getting, holding tight. Brainwashed. Yeah. Brainwashed. Like, they were in love with Michael Jackson. <laughs> It's you gotta see it like he had no friends, Michael Jackson, and he would make it Just seem kids. to these little boy that like you're my first friend, and they already idolized Michael Jackson. He was so such a mysterious person. It's like here now I have him here and stuff, mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, and and mm-hmm. these these guys aren't even gay. The, the two guys in question they have wives and kids now. It's like yeah. they were just like very sexually confused from an early age by him. Mm-hmm. Like he introduced them first to masturbation for many years. Yeah. And mutual masturbation, and then he, he would, also left a lot would, of vaseline around the house. He would suck them off. Oh, he would never finish inside them. He would only finish by himself. Like this, some another weird detail that they always said. Like this is like shit that like there's no way that these people <laughs> corroborated this shit. Like there's no way. Like this is crazy. Like they're insanely specific stories and stuff. And uh, and uh, yeah, but it also like shines a little light on Macaulay Culkin. You know, the Home Alone kid. So did he did he come forward too? No, he denies it completely and everything. But they set a pattern with this documentary. Like they explained a very specific pattern of how Michael Jackson worked, and then they showed what we know about Macaulay Culkin and how he met and how they started hanging out and spending time together and da 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 and doing this and that and being seen in public and this and that and da 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 da. 
all this other shit's exactly the same as it went with the other kids that he totally jerked off and had sex with and everything like that. Yeah. So, like, there, I think, with, they didn't say it, put it into words, but it's very likely that he totally fucked my, Macaulay Culkin. Totally. But it seems more like Michael Jackson wasn't super into fucking them. He was more interested in sucking them off. Yeah. Yeah, like, he was just doing things to them. You know, like, I guess there there is a bit of mutuality to it, but they were telling us, like, once they were, like, teenagers, once they were, like, more grown boys, like, almost as tall as he was, then he tried to enter their assholes. Oh. Started with fingers and stuff, but neither, neither of the two guys that were in the documentary, they, neither of them liked it at all. No. And one thing is that when they, they expressed that they didn't like it, he didn't persist. He stopped. He pulled back from it, and then they finished off with doing the stuff that they usually do. So they, that's, they like that but that's that's a huge difference between R. Kelly though, who is yeah. just gonna just cram it in there no yeah, matter yeah, what yeah. your protests are and stuff like that. So that's that's the one difference. Like Michael Jackson was a very troubled individual, but he honestly did not believe he was hurting these people. No, he really did not believe he was doing it. And they told they both told the story the last time they talked to Michael Jackson. The one who's quite depressed was quite a, a it was it was a while since he had talked to him when he had died. Wade had seen him. Just like a week beforehand, before he died, he decided, like, I'm going to go confront him and talk to him. And uh, he called Michael Jackson. He's like, he's like, I would love to, to hang out with you uh, at the ranch with my wife and kid. You know, just catch up and see how things are. And Michael was like, that would be amazing. Like, I would really like that, you know, bring wine. And he was already creeped out, like, what the fuck, bring wine? Like, is he already going to try and fuck me? Like, <laughs> like is, is, is that... Because he also, he introduced alcohol to them at yeah, a young yeah. age, too. He would have a bunch of drunk kids running around yeah. naked and stuff like that. But anyway, um, he uh, was like, okay, bring wine. So he did bring wine and stuff, but Michael proceeded to drink the majority of the wine himself. Like, fill up a big-ass goblet and glog, 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 a thing of white wine. Yeah. You know, like, really drink it. And he said that the conversation went nicely. You know, he didn't try anything. He was very kind to the wife to the, and to the child. He left the child completely alone. They didn't fuck with the kid or anything like that. Or <laughs> he didn't, he didn't express weird interest in the child or anything like that or look at it too much, anything like that. He was really just talking about how are you catching up and stuff like that. I think he would do what they were trying to say. Like, he could tell that he definitely felt remorse and knew that what he was doing was completely fucking wrong. But also the gates were closing in on him. He was starting to get caught again in the 2000s and stuff for that shit. You know, so his career was starting to take some hits to it again, and he was a bit older. He's like, and he just watched him drink so fucking much. And his daughter was there too, Paris Jackson, and and I guess Blanket, whatever. You know, those yeah. those kids were also there sitting at the couch. And there was a point where uh, Michael's like, hey, I'll be right back in a couple minutes. And he just went upstairs, and a half hour went by, nothing, hour, hour and a half, nothing. And they were like, Paris, you think maybe you want to go check on your dad or something? And she's like, nah, it's fine. She went back to, like, playing her games or watching TV and stuff like that. And, and uh, so it was, like, a really irregular thing. Yeah. He was basically drinking himself to death and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and so from that testimony, it seems like maybe that doctor wasn't so much to blame either for his death. Because his, his doctor got put in prison over his death. Yeah. But it seems like Michael Jackson was trying to kill himself anyway. He had yeah, He lived with t- tremendous amounts of remorse for all the pedophilia shit that he did. That's my That's what I gathered from it. It seems like, because you hear that about pedophiles a lot too, like, a lot of them are just, there's that one guy who got caught by Chris Hansen was like, just fucking kill me now. He's like, I know the cops are out there to arrest me. He's like, I can't stop. He's like, I can't stop doing it. I know it's bad. 
I can't stop. Just fucking put a bullet in me. Mm-hmm. And then they ended up having to stop that show because one guy actually did do that. He, yeah. like, fucking just walked outside of the house afterwards and fucking put a gun in his head and blew his brains out right there. But they didn't air that, right? I don't believe they aired it, but they had a camera crew there filming it. Yeah. So the film exists. So and maybe they have it did. Seen leave. It. They've seen it, it. It was a whole big news story and the show stopped because of that. It's like, okay, like, well, you know, this. <laughs> If if this show is forcing people to kill themselves, like even if they are pedophiles, you know it's still kind of. Well, they knew it was something that they shouldn't be doing. I mean, maybe it's better. And they can't stop. It's a sickness, you know. And that's the thing about being famous is that there's no one when you're that famous and you're the fucking such a superstar. There's no one around to check you. There's no one around to call you out for that kind of behavior no. and shit. There's no one who's gonna do that. No, there aren't cloud nine. Yeah, they're they're gonna until it comes and they're and, and or they're on your payroll, you know, and they don't want to lose their job by calling you out on some horrible shit you're doing. He's got to do it in silence and stuff, or maybe you're worried about your own life or something like that. You don't want to get in trouble for it, you know. It's a really fucked up situation. Really fucked up. Yeah, pedophiles are really fucked up. It's really Michael the... Jackson did that shit though. Yeah. I think he did that shit. And the thing is. My boyfriend is a really big fan of Michael Jackson, like really big fan. So I'm wondering, like, should I watch a documentary with him, <laughs> or I mean, maybe maybe not if you don't want to keep getting interrupted every five seconds. What? Maybe if you don't want to be interrupted every five seconds, don't watch it with him because he'll probably be yelling at the TV a lot because it's, <laughs> it's very accusatory. And very vulgar. It's very graphic yeah. about gay sex and stuff. You might not like it. <laughs> but it's like. These guys aren't gay. No, no. Like they're not. They so they're attracted Jackson to women. They were sort of was. He's into the young boys. Yeah, young boys, young boy gay. And I guess he was able to have kids, but there's no proof that he actually fucked those women. It could have been through artificial insemination. Mm-hmm. There's no proof that he actually fucked those women. So yeah. What are you gonna so, do? Uh... Except for fucking boys. But it's interesting, though, that both of the these two guys, they went on to have uh, pretty decent careers in their lives as directors uh, or choreographers or just in the things that they wanted to do. Yeah, but still... One thing is, like, that's another thing. It's like Michael Jackson did not believe what he was doing was wrong. He was really having, like, he had this idea in his head of what a relationship is and this friendship between him and, and these kids and that it was pure and it was good. And, he's, and you see him with tears in his eyes saying that I would never hurt any kids. He meant that sincerely with tears in his eyes. Like, he really meant that shit. He was just in love with them. He Yeah, he didn't fuck that part. It doesn't click to him why that is so fucked up to the rest of the world. It did not click to him. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people didn't get. Like, he truly did not believe he was doing anything wrong. And also, if you take away the fact that these are young children... What he did with them was never over the line. Like, he treated his relationship with them like he would a loving relationship with a normal person. But Like, he courted them. He spent long periods of time with them before ever touching them inappropriately. Like, courted them until they got close and, and loved each other. You know, like, really like that. Like, he really very much like that. Yeah, but they're young but, boys. Yeah, but yeah, so. but they exactly, but they're young boys. But what I'm trying to say is, it wasn't, 
It wasn't from his predatory. perspective, it wasn't predatory. It was, exactly. It wasn't him on the prowl looking for, you know, it wasn't like this, and it wasn't purely about the jollies. No. It, it wasn't about getting his dick sucked or getting his dick wet or anything like that or getting his dick browned. <laughs> <laughs> it was about the relationship and, and, and this, because he never had any friends or a childhood and stuff. And, and like or that, a family. And all of that trauma and stuff. No, he had a family, but a yeah, very but abusive a, yeah, one. Yeah, exactly, a good family. All of this yeah. stuff mutated his perceptions of how a healthy relationship should be into what that was and yeah. that's that's what it was and that's what's crazy about it and 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 i think towards the end he knew what he was doing was wrong i think he finally did get some help and talk to some people and realize that what he's done is extremely fucking wrong and i don't think he was able to handle that because he's also still a very emotional person he wasn't an emotionless person mm-hmm. he was overtly emotional person yeah, yeah, yeah. He, these people who are his victims still to this day say like wade robson still says like i still love michael to the bottom of my heart for the rest of my life like he still does like what we had was actually extremely special like even though like that's that's why i'm just like holy shit like this is this is so different from any other case yeah of just like some some fucking john wayne gacy dress up like a clown raping murder people or or r kelly trapping people in his dungeon and stuff like that sex dungeon cult thing you know it's not even like that it was a whole like he fucking loved them they loved each other like it wasn't right and he was i'm not saying pre- it's good but it was just such a strange story a boy too yeah Exa- he, was, he was that little boy too that was and he wasn't faking exploring it he wasn't faking thingy. it at all yeah he was so into video games and toys. Like every single inch of that of that ranch, he said, is covered in candy and toys. And he eats the candy. Like he just fucking sit there and like they watch movies all night, sitting in bed watch movies all night with uh, tons of candy and all this other stuff and everything. And they just pass out. No one does anything to each other while they're sleeping. Nothing no. inappropriate like that. Just fucking pass out. Ah, just like you would do as a sleepover with your friend, you know, exactly. like, literally like that. And for years it was like that. For a couple of years it was like that. And then boom. And then you but heard a story from another person when, when you are a little you know? kid. That also happens sometimes when you're a little kid. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've do, done this, but uh, you see in the neighborhood, sometimes the boys would show me their pee-pee. All no, of I sudden. never did that shit, no. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, my parents taught me that that shit was wrong. Yeah, but they still did it. They got it taught too, but whatever. Or 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 just exploring your sexuality as a as a preteen. I never teen. did that with other kids when I wasn't supposed to. Not 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 at the not at the inappropriate ages. No. Uh, age. sure, sure. No, honestly, that's. Um, no, I I believe you. I was really naive to that shit for my whole life. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. like I was like really like, I w- I found out about sex from other kids talking about it once, you know what I mean? Like I. I don't know, I think maybe I discovered sex when I was like 12 or 13 or something like that by flipping through channels at my uncle's house and he had one of those cheater boxes for the cable boxes back in the day that would unscramble the channels. And I flipped through and then like when I was up in the 80s, I found like hardcore porn just out what of nowhere. Like, whoa! And I knew what to do. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's like, there's, it's just like, yeah, dude. <laughs> like you just hear like the sound of the jungle in the no, background like, you know, just <laughs> fire in my eyes yeah. and shit and just like unzip there we go like i know huh huh <laughs> my hand forms that circle yeah. and like oh <laughs> and it was all downhill from there yeah it all that was the beginning of my career I and mean, it's, it's always that's just always at the top of my cv <laughs> oh man you gotta put your biggest skills first you wanna know how I got my first orgasm what 
I was watching L.E.G. in the house. Ugh. I was home alone. I was not jerking it to that. Oh, sure. But I was just, as usual, <laughs> just flicking my beam uh, unconsciously. And then all of a sudden, it, it overwhelmed me and it happened. And it felt like I was puking. And I get uh, got very hot all over. Like, my face got super hot, you uh-huh. know. And uh, it was very short. And I was like, oh, so that's what that is. And then it just unleashed the fucking... When, when, wh- and it was around 15 years. Okay, so you were just like... You were just like rubbing your shit and, and watching TV. Yeah. Oh, okay. I would, okay. I would do that. I was, like, I, was I, like, I was like, how is Ali, Ali G a part of this and not a part no, of this? No, 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 no. I was not... By bu- the way, rather be Ali G than Ali B. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I hate that guy. Yeah? He's a fake piece of shit. I'm so sure of it. <laughs> you sure? Well, every person that I is... I love my mom. Fake, the, every person that is famous in uh, the Netherlands is fake. Yeah, cer- certainly. But he's like... there. He's like this... It's such an obvious plant of like, look, brown people aren't all that bad, guys. And that's like all he ever talks about, too, as mm-hmm. well. It's like, come on, man. Equality. Look, I'm cool. So everyone else is pretty cool too, huh? Right? End of story. Like that's that's what annoys me about him. Yeah, you but know what it's I mean? not. It's like look at him, he loves his mother. He wrote a nice rap about his mom and he cried when he did it on uh the Meryl Dry Door. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate that show, by the way. Me too, I never like, watched it. These guys love the sound of their own voices so much that when they have like famous bands to come on and play, they literally let the band play for fifteen seconds. Yeah, like, fifteen fucking seconds. You, you may play a snippet of your song and then we're gonna ask you questions about it. And, While uh, and, constantly interrupting. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, we're gonna like yeah. Oh, it's it's so annoying. Like there was a couple times like I had old roommates used to watch that show all the time. Couple times musical guests from like America or Canada would come on and be like, oh hey, cool Saint Vincent, let's check this out. Oh, I've never heard this song before. That's a cool groove. That's a cool groove. Why are they stopping? <laughs> yeah, it's just something and, wrong with And it. the thing is, when it's not in a, a, a Dutch speaking artist, they don't interview them. They don't even drop into English for those people. They're just like, that was St. Vincent. Anyway, back to football stories. Did you hear the little thing? <laughs> that yeah, shit is horrible. It is. I hate that fucking show. It's fucking four I once bags, went man. to a, t- a taping of that show, actually, like with this? my mother. Huh? <laughs> yeah, were you, were you just like rolling your eyes the whole time? Yeah, but I was not in view. I was sitting oh. upstairs. They didn't oh, okay. let us downstairs. It's only for privileged people that they know are cool. And we were first timers, so... They, they can't uh, risk anybody messing up their show. Anyways, and we were sitting there, and the in when you you pay uh, x amount of, of euros. Oh, you pay. To, yeah, you pay to Jesus. get into the view the the taping, but it's included um, a certain meal, uh-huh. and that meal is fucking delicious. Oh, is it? I was just so, about to say like if check under your seat, <laughs> there's like a ham sandwich taped under the chair. <laughs> <laughs> And one pickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, no, no, no. The food was very nice. You eat nice. here, you animals. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> you sit on the floor, flip the chair upside down at your table. <laughs> and you gotta put one of the pot in your ass. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, are we? Uh, are we gonna? You know. Maybe knit an end to this soon. Oh, you want to end it? Well, kind of. Oh, okay. Knit well. an end to this soon. I'm tired. Okay. I'm done with life. It's a life. wrap. It's That's it. The 20th episode of a successful comedy podcast. 
next uh, episode we're gonna roast each other and possibly end yeah. our friendship. Maybe. No, I mean, maybe we'll do it. I don't know. Oh, come on. I don't know. It really depends on how my week is. I'll let you know beforehand if I had any time to plan for it whatsoever. Never mind. Because sometimes... Let's do it for the 50th podcast. Podcast. We might be able to do it. Let's just... Let's work on it and... and, and I'll probably regret saying this next week. Let's do it when we're ready. When we're ready. So it doesn't have to be the 50th one. It could be earlier than that. Okay, sure. It could be next, next week. Next, next week. You know? My favorite. But if I have another one of these weeks where I have to get up at 5.30 in the morning every day, I'm not bringing my A-game. No, no. no fuck no. off. Fuck that. <laughs> You're lucky I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky I'm awake. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Which I'm not going to be in five minutes, so... Successful Comedy Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. We will be back we'll next be back. week with mm-hmm. another episode. With another episode. Maybe a guest. Would you like to try and get a guest next week? Yes, I have a couple of options, but I'm not going to say it right now. Okay, awesome, cool. We have a couple of options, so it'll either be a guest or the only guest will be the love that is found between your two hosts. Thank you very much for listening. (laughs) Until next time. Bye.